0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, marks and smarks alike, we proudly welcome you to the internet's only wrestling podcast. That's right, we are the only one. We want to welcome you to Pin the Champ! Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to Pin the Champ, and I'm here with my pal Song. What up? And uh, me, you know me, I'm Jeremiah. Uh, we are your host here. Uh, it's been a few weeks, so we've missed you guys a lot. Um, and since it's been a few weeks, of course, you know, and before we got on the air uh, song, uh, we we're talking about how we're turning into old men and therefore can't remember anything. Uh, since it's been three weeks, uh, you know, I've been trying to remember like the broad strokes of, you know, like what's been going on. And obviously we'll go through some current events on different shows and here in a moment but broad stroke wise uh i just kind of wanted to go over a couple of things with you here right off the bat that that like broad strokes happen first and foremost uh, i think you'd be remiss to not say the biggest thing would be the undertakers finally going into the hall of fame
1: right yeah, that's to be expected. Though I, I didn't think it was. Well, I'm not go in saying this early, right? Yeah, no,
0: I'm not saying it's like completely blows my mind. I'm just saying it's still huge. Like, uh, right. I've even I've even heard the sentiment that he should be the only person going in. In uh, this year. In this year, yeah. I'm not saying that that's happening, but I'm saying I've heard people say it should.
1: If they were gonna do like only one person in the Hall of Fame, the only person that they can do that for, I think is going to be the undertaker given what he means to the company you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's like an original he's like he was a character created by the wwe original that lasted decades what are are we thinking like three decades four decades or so
0: yeah i would say probably close to four decades if not four decades for sure i mean i could see it being appropriate i don't think it's going to happen but i could definitely see it being appropriate because you could have like uh many people come and up and talk about the undertaker because he's had so many classic feuds i know that we learned on raw that vince himself i think it was yeah. Raw, yeah vince himself said that he's going to go ahead and induct uh undertaker to the hall of fame that's completely appropriate too but if they wanted to go the route and make him the only guy you could turn that into like a special one and a half hour two hour event and i would never i wouldn't get tired of watching people
1: come up and tell
0: and give their respects to the Don. you know
1: it's like, basically- yeah, exactly. Just have like an hour and a half of people coming up, giving him his flowers, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's so many, he had so many classic rivalry with Shawn Michaels and triple H, uh, you know, just countless other people that he kind of made by having a match. with. It became, he gotten so huge that like having a match with him at WrestleMania was equivalent to having a WrestleMania main event match. Right. You know? just-
0: people are just as happy with it. You know, exactly. It's basically like a title. (laughs) Yeah, man. So congratulations to the undertaker, me, Mark Callis, Uh, man, been entertaining us for literally, like you said, decades and decades. It's been a fun ride. I'm glad you're finally like song said, getting your flowers and getting your kudos. Can't wait to see you go into the Hall of Fame. Um, Another huge thing, man, Cesaro, man, what a what a sad missed opportunity it's sad that he didn't do much bigger things than the wwe got to pray he goes to, to aw you think it's going to happen
1: i'm thinking either aw or new japan i think he'll be really big in new japan and new japan new japan, japan seem to love ex-wwe wrestler and they they can they really know how to use them too but you know i posted about it on the uh pin the champ podcast uh Uh, Facebook page Mm -hmm. talked about what a missed opportunity was. He's one of those guys that seem to always like, okay, we're going to ramp him up, give him a push, and then nothing happens. They forget Mm -hmm. that they're giving him a push. I mean, just like last year, they gave him his first WrestleMania win against Seth Rollins. After that, I was (laughs) thinking, okay, maybe this time it's finally going to stick. They're going to finally use Cesaro um, talent correctly. But nope, two months later, back to tag teaming with uh, some you know, ricochet Somebody. or something like yeah, that. Right. Yeah,
0: you know? exactly. And um, I mean, on top of that, like I think his most recent push, as a matter of fact, to exactly what you're talking about would have been against Roman Reigns, where he was kind of pushed as like, you know, not a major pay-per-view, not one of the big four, but I think he got like yeah. a pay-per-view match. I don't remember on which pay-per-view now, but it was, you know, it was either like, it was definitely like last year,
1: right? But
0: uh, yeah, it was in way, the middle yeah, a little push.
1: You know, he got a little push, and he did have a match with Roman Reigns for the WWE, the Universal Title. Um, but he was kind of just squeezed in there between like uh, Daniel Bryan leaving WWE, and they gave Bryan a final match with Roman on SmackDown that you know kind of overshadowed the program that he was having with, um, Roman Reigns at the time
0: yeah absolutely absolutely hopefully I whatever mean, company
1: goes to next is gonna you know give him his proper dues and yeah as
0: a singles wrestler i want to see him pushed exactly. as a singles wrestler man he he deserves that he's been like you said in a million different tag teams with tyson kidd seamus you know no num- yeah. number of people he's won tag team belts with you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it'd be great to see him um you know finally get his due um now another thing that happened uh actually uh and and this wasn't even on my list to talk about but i thought about it so i don't want to forget about it and i don't think we talked about this on the last episode the cody Rhodes news right that that he's leaving the company Did we we didn't even get to, that we didn't touch that that came weeks, out
1: right? yeah that came out after we already re- recorded mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken so yeah that's uh, uh another that's huge something that's going on too yeah that that was unexpected again you could have. You know, found that out on our Facebook page.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. I knew I knew it was it happened when it happened. But what's crazy yeah. is is like you just is that I can't. I still don't know if it's a work. It's like it just seems very strange that he would be uh, WWE bound, even though like I've seen again i can't really tell the sources because i've seen it on several sources online but that he was actually in the wrestlemania documents like he's he's planned in for wrestlemania something to happen but then i've heard that maybe those talks fell through according to well you scenarios.
1: know like you know what happened was the Miz was like out there yapping his gums about he's going to have a partner at wrestlemania and the partner is uh, from a fighting family. Right. He's dashing and then everybody thought, oh wow, he's right. really uh you know dropping hints here, you know, yeah. and then out comes uh one of those stupid YouTubers, um Logan or something. That's Logan right, Paul, Logan
0: Paul, exactly. So yeah, yeah totally
1: thought it was gonna so be. maybe maybe it was maybe talk just fizzle or I don't know, given uh Tony Khan latest acquisition, who knows where oh, Cody yeah, Rhodes yeah. ends up.
0: I know, right? That's another huge thing that, that that recently happened as well. We can talk about. We can talk about that. You'd rather talk about yeah. that now, or you? So I guess just talk about it now. We're already bringing it up. We could have done that at AEW Dynamite. Why not now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So
1: yeah, another huge thing. You go ahead. Big go news. Ahead. Big news. Go ahead and talk about so it. So Tony. Yeah. So Tony Khan came out at the beginning of AEW Dynamite this week and um, told us he had some huge news, and he did not disappoint. Um, he let the world know that he acquired ownership of ring of honor wrestling him not shane
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering if you'd
1: mentioned that that he said that's right shane's not here shane's not here that was a (laughs) so that's huge and um i think like the rumor that i've been reading is ring of honor might serve as a uh, development like a territory yeah for aew which i think it it's that's a great smart. idea, and they can send like some of the greener guys, like uh, Dante Martin. And uh, you know, as over as Hook is, I still don't think he's really ready for live TV. I think he can definitely benefit from going to Ring of Honor and uh, training with those guys. Oh, that's an interesting but take. What is, what's your thought about it?
0: I mean, dude, I, I hadn't heard that about the feeder, uh, system, but it makes perfect sense to me that it would be. And, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, the, you know, one of the first things that came to my mind was, you know, there's a lot that comes to my mind, but is, uh, it'd be hilarious if, if similarly, similarly to the, uh, the WWE angle, they did like a ring of honor invasion angle, but I think it would be too much on the nose, but you could do something like that. But, but I, I also think that the problem there is that maybe the broader audience doesn't know all of ring of honor, you know, uh, ring of honors roster and their Yeah. First, they're. That impactful? Yeah. So you,
1: you gotta be like a real, real, you know, um, like, it's gotta be shocking. Yeah. So what do you think if a Cody Rhodes comes out and I'm GM of ring of honor?
0: I can, I can win the left. world title here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I and mean, I can... like I said, I thought the Cody thing, it seems almost too unreal and I almost feel like it's a work. So, you know, part of me expects him to show up at mania, but part of me expects him to show up again in AEW somehow. I mean, he could always come back under a mask and then fight for the world title. Didn't, like, Hogan do that? (laughs) Yeah, Mr. America or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you see Cody? He's already got the neck tattoo.
1: (laughs) Maybe he's taking time off to get that shit removed.
0: I doubt it. He's probably getting it on the other side.
1: Oh, my God. Ugly ass shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, cool, man. Uh, What else about the uh, ring? Uh, So, okay, first of all, I do want to talk about this as far as, like, the uh, Tony Khan thing. Can I just take a moment to say Tony Khan? I kind of love him. Like I, the more I oh, see yeah. him on air, I think it, he's great because he's got that old. Well, I'll say I love him, but he also he's got crazy person vibes. So he makes me a little nervous because there's something in his eye that's kind of like eclectic. But then also, mm-hmm. I feel like he's very much like um, what was the guy's name? Never mind. I don't expect you to know this because I don't know it either, too. But I, <laughs> I mean, you may impress me. But the do you remember like either from the show itself or did you ever watch the uh series Glow?
1: No, I've never seen Glow, it's one of those things that's been on the DVR, but never very much reminds me of the the uh
0: the uh like main ring announcer type blonde haired guy from Glow. Uh, so if you ever have a chance to look at that, he's his like he's kind of like a Willy Wonka of wrestling he's just very much like a child and that's kind of what i'm saying is like i think it's kind of fun to watch tony khan because he's like a big he's like a big crazy kid who owns a
1: wrestling company see that's what i like about tony khan at the Mm -hmm. same time is what worries me about tony khan i feel like he's talking you feel his fandom when he talks about wrestling he truly loved the business and he's Mm -hmm. a he's a fan but at the same time he's a Fan with a lot of power, right? And, you know, so far they've been booking things for the most part, you know, properly. But what if he goes, you know, mad and just start making? <laughs> goes off know. Vince Russo, Vince right. Russo, or Eric yeah. Bischoff, or WCW days. I don't yeah. know. You know. You have a second. But no, so far he's been like, so far they, I mean, they've been doing everything AEW been doing feels like they're doing it right to me. Uh,
0: yeah i've got no huge complaints i mean sure from show to show i could be like all right you can nitpick some things
1: but yeah pick anything
0: overall like i think daniel Bryan. i I read online somewhere that he had had an interview brian Uh, danielson i'm sorry man jesus yeah you please keep doing that brian danielson (laughs) forgive me (laughs) you bastard uh so um so he said it best he was like i think that while I love the WWE and I'm paraphrasing, this is definitely not quote for quote, but he's like, he said nothing bad about WWE, but he said that what he loves about AEW is that they lean into the history of wrestling and they, they lean into professional wrestling while WWE wants to be everything, but a wrestling company. They want to be an entertainment company. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, and, and that's what it is for me is like, AEW is offering, uh, you know, what I think a lot of adult wrestling fans, especially want, which is to recognize, you know, all the stuff in history that's happened during our lifetimes, when we grew up while Vince McMahon is trying to push it under the rug, like he's ashamed of professional wrestling.
1: Yeah. I mean, give a look what AEW did after the announcement, they brought in a, a ring of honor, original, um, Christopher yeah, Daniels for Daniel, like have right. a match with the, Brian Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. And you know. I thought it was pretty cool. They did the whole handshake and then. Yeah. <laughs> hands, handshake to, and stomp. Yeah. Yep. The whole honor. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man.
0: Cool. So uh, another thing that happened, I'm trying to get through these because we got a probably, like you said, the longest show ahead of us. But uh, your favorite show, your can't miss show, Elimination Chamber happened in Saudi Arabia. And um, <laughs> she's so- being
1: sarcastic, if anybody don't understand, I just don't watch any show done in Saudi Arabia.
0: Hmm. He would go, though. He would go fly over there. He said, that's no problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not a journalist, so I'm safe.
0: <laughs> I was surprised you said that. I thought you were going to cuss at me or something when I said that. I like, <laughs> Fuck you. I wouldn't go
1: to Saudi Arabia and get that
0: blood ticket. <laughs> Sit in the blood front row and
1: all that shit. You know, saying all that, I did. I did check the result of the you know show. So oh, man, you're going to hell. Yeah, <laughs> I so, I
0: mean, the big shit you know, the big news from there coming out there probably will be uh at what Bel Air winning the elimination chamber and she's you know punched her ticket to mania.
1: Yep, she's going back to Mania to so yep. probably hopefully run it back, run it back, she says. Yep.
0: yep, and uh and then of course the crazier information we learned is that they actually are gonna do a title unification at WrestleMania. I'm like, what the fuck, man. Are you happy but about they, this? Are you unhappy about this? What's happening? Is, is it even going to happen? Is this a tease? Look, is I, it, I, are we being worked? I mean,
1: to? no, it, it's happening because they just had a, that event at um um Madison Square Garden last night where Brock Lesnar defended his title. Yes. It wasn't against Lashley. I think Lashley has a real He's injury injured, that's yeah. keeping out. Yeah. So it was Austin Theory. And um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was an easy win for Brock. But after the match, Roman Reigns and the bloodline, they'd come out and leave him busted.
0: That's what I heard. I did read something about that. That's pretty cool.
1: So I don't know. I mean, maybe if like Lashley wasn't injured, it wasn't going to be a thing. But since Lashley was injured, maybe hindsight was WWE was trying to protect Bobby Lashley.
0: Well, here's how I feel about it, man. There should only be one top champion. So unify the titles. Whoever wins wins. I don't care if it's Brock or, or Roman, whatever. Uh, but. Let that world champion be the only guy who can switch brands because that's how you tell who the main big guy is, right? That's that's how you how you have brand dominance is when the the champion, the world champion, is on your brand because he can switch brands. You could keep both of the United States IC belts. You could keep the SmackDown and whatever, and keep those brands separate. But just make that world title the only world title, and that dude is interchangeable between brands.
1: I like that idea. And would I they have to would... do the same for the women's title then? Instead of having a SmackDown Raw champion for that? Yes, yes. I think you got to do that. I think you just for the, the, world, the world belts. Because they could have done that after Becky Lynch won both belts at yeah. WrestleMania a couple of years shit, ago. Shit, I think
0: they should do it. I think the women should be like, screw this. If y'all are unifying this belt, I want to unify this belt. I mean, I hadn't even thought about that until now. But Do you, you think know. they'll keep it unifies the thing, though? It doesn't make sense. I mean, look. Historically speaking, we know that they've they've they split the brands. They have separate world champions, and then every couple of years they unify it. And then for a while it's unified, and then it goes back to being split. And so it's
1: really exactly
0: just a the only. I think the only circle. thing
1: for it to be permanent is after the unification match, a new title is introduced. A new yeah. world title belt, yeah, a brand new one.
0: Yeah, you're definitely not allowed to book anything because that shit would piss me off.
1: <laughs> well, which one are you gonna keep? I mean, you're gonna... you're gonna keep
0: you're gonna keep the WWE title because it's the title with all of the history.
1: No, they're not. They're gonna just have them carry around no. both belts unless mm-hmm. they make one new they need WWE to make one, world title.
0: Yes, they need to do that. They need to make one new unified title. They need to keep it. You got to keep them separated. You, uh, wait, no, you don't. You, I, I'm saying the opposite thing. You got to combine them. And you need to unify it with a new belt. And unify
1: it with a new a belt. A new design. I'm saying a new design. It's not, a new, I'm not saying,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah. You're just saying like a new design. You don't want the logo I anymore. think it's Thinking time. You know, I think it's time for a spinner to come back.
1: No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, bring back the spinner. That shit Fuck has that. some weight on it.
0: Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> wouldn't, know, even, I, I wouldn't even want to be the champ.
1: Looking back at the spinner belt, I think i look back with it i look back Audibly? at it with rose-colored glasses now because i like because i look at the two belt now they look like you know they look weak it looks like if you hit somebody with it it's mm-hmm. not gonna hurt that I spinner think, belt yeah if you knock somebody it, they're gonna feel it because it's you know? got a
0: lot of edges and ridges and and pointy up spots yeah
1: and the and- plates were thick the plates were thick and it looks
0: textured, like if you rubbed it on somebody's face, like it would cut them open.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, all well, that good. Stuff. Paul Heyman said it was one of the heaviest belts he held.
0: I think that you are looking at things through rose-colored glasses because you're still a rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the party line for Adam I Rose. Am. He's yeah. coming back at Mania, and you're going to be the first hot dog.
1: Yeah, me and uh, me and uh, Adam uh, Shear or uh, Braun Strowman. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you,
0: yeah, Strowman. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) Uh, I do want to bust you out and call you out at this time. Either I'm losing my eyesight or you have a pack of cigarettes back there. Who's smoking? Where? Behind you at the fan.
1: Is that cigarettes? Oh, no, it's a brief strip.
0: Okay, good. So, so you're trying, okay, just making sure these look a hell of a lot like Marlboro's. Anyway, nah,
1: right, no, good. I've stopped smoking a long
0: time ago. All right, man, just making sure. You know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last but not least, you were worried that we weren't going to talk about it, but AEW Revolution is tonight, right?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah,
0: so this card looks pretty cool. AEW does the damn thing at pay per views the right way, usually. Uh, so, Uh, yeah, man, you want to talk, uh, about AEW revolution or what are you looking forward to as far as that goes? Uh,
1: I'm looking forward to the, uh, the ladder match for the face of the revolution. We got some, you know, normally when you think of ladder match, you think of high flyers and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but, uh, this match have a lot of, uh, muscle Uh, man beef. Yeah. Yep. So there's that. And then, um, I also think the, uh, TBS title with, uh, Jade Mm cargo and uh ty conti has the potential of like being a show stealer um conti's i think conti's like she's been solid i know she's probably booked here just to put the jade over yeah you know jade is really new to wrestling and i think what they've done with her has been really good they they've protected her throughout her run um And you can see that she has the passion for the business and she's picking up really fast from given like what we first saw her in AEW to what she is now. um, She's really a lot more fluid in her movement.
0: You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, and her size and even her demeanor kind of reminds me of Charlotte Flair. It really does like her, her size and her demeanor her like physical shape and all that good stuff and her presence reminds me of like a queen or the queen like a charlotte flair type something someone really regal right regal badass like if they ever did Mm -hmm. like a crown or whatever in aw she'd be a natural fit but don't be copying shit (laughs) but uh Uh but yeah but yeah dude uh can you also uh can we run it back for a minute and go back to the um the the revolution face of the revolution yeah you want to know who's in it yeah can you run that by me yeah, yeah, yeah. we got why, this. Oh. is why I listen to podcasts, folks. That's cool.
1: Yeah, it's uh Wardlow, Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ooh. uh, Absolute Rick Stark, my guy Orange Cassidy, and my other guy Christian Cage. Uh-huh. Now, I think Cage is, is only in, too. no, he's small. <laughs> yeah, right. oh, no, you, th- Cage. You, think about, you think about Brian Cage, Brian no. Cage.
0: Yeah, I was thinking Brian Cage. Never mind.
1: I think Christian is put in there as the veteran of the group. I think he's probably going to be the one, you know calling this match okay, for the guys because gotcha. he's he, they need a veteran presence in the match because when you look at the name it's a lot of like almost rookie or sophomore you know wrestlers here um but he i know christian is not i don't think christian is gonna win it he's not the type of guy that's gonna put himself over like that um right. so i don't know i'm thinking maybe this is where wardlow kind of that's kind of where i was
0: thinking too yeah and we'll get into that a little bit but he's kind of stepping out of his comfort zone in a lot of ways here recently but uh but i like that pick man um all right so switching gears a little bit here uh i know we've i just you know i was too excited because we've been so long without talking about wrestling but uh before we get into uh like the weekly shows
1: and the classic raw uh
0: you've been up to anything new man
1: well, um, I had to get a new car late recently because uh, my old one finally died. So, so it's
0: completely gone now.
1: Yeah, it's completely gone. Uh, Damn. Fuck yeah, I remember freaking, you uh, talking to me about <laughs> that
0: this week, man. That's always a bummer. What you I know, you going to
1: get? I no, I got a Subaru. Oh, you did get a Subaru. Yeah, okay. I got a Subaru. I, I didn't
0: know if you were walking to work right now or what. I'm
1: <laughs> Shit, I... Yeah, Saran wouldn't make me walk to work like that. You don't need a ride. Just walk, man. Get me a skateboard.
0: She'd call you fat and tell you to walk. Right. You, if anybody knows song, we know that's complete bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's about it, man. What about you? I heard that's you went on of, vacation.
0: Yeah, man. So, sorry about your car, first and foremost. Glad you are able to get into Subaru. I've heard Subarus really stepped up their game in recent years, so. I hope so. I needed to go 300,000 miles. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. But yes, I did. I, I went on vacation. I'm going to go ahead and take this opportunity now to say hello to my mom and my sisters, Molly and Rachel. Hi, mom. As well as uh as my niece and nephew, Montgomery and Shepherd, uh, got to go visit them in Florida uh, over the last couple weeks. And that's why uh, my wrestling this week is going to be like scattered all over the place, right? Because I've watched all kinds of shit out of order got it in when I could you know my mom was like laughing at me watching wrestling when she went to bed she's like what are you watching you know you know how it is as a family anyway but uh but yeah uh, it was great to get to see them I actually got a really cool I wish I had it in here so I could show you but it's still in my car but I got a I found a um, went out uh, to the thrift stores uh, with my family found a cool Pez Undertaker's dispenser Pez dispenser oh
1: yeah you sent the picture of that that's mm-hmm. really cool yep what and- part of Florida were you in jacksonville they
0: live in north florida i'll be trying to visit my mom without okay okay uh
1: that's only about seven hours
0: no dude it's <laughs> it's like nine hours
1: but my... it's like the top of Florida, right is
0: it oh okay. yeah that's the top of florida but it's still like nine hours yeah but it's it's, it's a okay. nice little drive yeah absolutely man so that's what i did i've been kind of consumed with that that vacation long overdue it was fun doing that coming back in the last week getting back in the swing of work had a lot of stuff to just catch up there and then do to... um did you check out the Daily
1: Place at all? No, no I, I,
0: I did not have a chance to check out Daily's Place. It's, it, you know, the thought crossed my mind as I was on the way there. But when I got there and got into this, like, everything that was going on, I totally forgot that I could have even done that. But that <laughs> that was totally on my list. As a matter of fact, I was like, man, it would be cool to visit there when, like, AEW was at Daily's Place. So I could go to, like, an AEW show down there. It would have been sweet. But no, alas, I did not. Next time. Yeah, it would have just been
1: an empty shell. I'd have been just like, no, well, we you go visit your cool. mom next time and uh, we'll visit the daily place.
0: <laughs> Sounds good, <to> that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, you jerk off. Today on Pin the Champ, we're going to talk about the Monday Night Raw from May 10th, 1993. Uh, of, oh, are you supposed to be taking this, man?
1: You uh, jumped in on it, so we forgot to color it. We forgot to color it blue. It's blue. It's blue. Just
0: understand, guys. You're getting some insight into into the podcasting world. We have a we have a sheet we're working off of. Song was supposed to do something. Yeah, we're not the most
1: organized. But well, I'll continue from there. Yeah, continue, man. What are we doing today on Pin the Champ? We're gonna talk about Monday Night Raw from uh, May 10th, 1993. We're also going to urge you to uh, check out that episode, whether it'll be your first time watching or a trip down memory lane. It'll help you better remember or understand exactly what we're talking about. We appreciate you uh, listening to us. Uh, shit. God damn it. I love it.
0: What? I'm sorry. I make you break. <laughs> great. No, I love it. Keep going. We do appreciate uh, you guys
1: watching us, listening to us. Yeah. Listening, watching. Well, you can't watch us yet. We should nope. set up a YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, man. Then we got to get dressed. We can't just oh, sit here in
1: underwear. Yeah, no. I'm not in my underwear. <laughs> <I'm> not- <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah, tell them story that they can listen to us.
0: All right, man. Apple, you can listen to us at Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Pandora, Podbean, and YouTube. And my bad song. I didn't mean to step all over you, but it was too funny. <laughs> it's all good, dude. <laughs> all right, bro. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the current landscape a little bit. Before yeah. we get into classic Monday Night Raw, I've already uh, pre-warned you if at any point I'm confused. Uh, it's because I've been watching like all that stuff out of order. Um, um, but we're going to start off with, of course, we're just going to go through the the,
1: the last week. It would be,
0: we'd be here yeah. for six hours if we talked about the last three weeks of wrestling. But Yeah, um,
1: so we'll just start with uh, Monday yeah. Night Raw on the 28th. Of yeah, September.
0: man, and you caught all of that. Um, I caught a little bit of it. But yeah. so we'll go ahead and let you talk us through that, Ben. What do I need to know about Monday Night Raw?
1: Well, I think one of the biggest program, I mean, one of the bigger program they're, um, they're trying to build up to for Mania is that it's not official yet, but the show opened with Kevin Owens in a cowboy hat. <laughs> you know where this is going. He's been trashing tech, uh, Texas all over social media. Mm-hmm. So they, I, th- the rumor is uh, Austin and Owens at Mania. So... I think that's why the uh, they've been having uh, Kevin Owens trash on Texas so much. So it opened with Kevin Owens, and then he comes out and introduces best friend Seth Rollins. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the KO show, oh, he stomps on the cowboy hat again. More shit about Texas and yeah, I did kind of
0: see that part of it. And so, um, do you actually think it's going to happen, bro? Like, do you, I mean that's the big question to me, is like. The every year at mania right obviously mm-hmm. like we hear those rumblings this could be the time that the rattlesnake comes back obviously being in texas right mm-hmm. um this would be prime time this would be the perfect opportunity and like you said we're seeing kevin owens uh basically do stuff that in kayfabe should be pissing the rattlesnake off right so exactly
1: exactly so i mean
0: they're every Everything about this rumor seems like it's headed in the right direction.
1: Yeah. But they said like I guess they have a backup plan built because they said like um they after the show they had a match with uh, the Alpha Academy. They beat the Alpha Academy um a pretty cool uh ending sequence where they had uh Rollins a buckle bomb on uh, Gable. Okay, and then Owen stuns him. And then mm. Rollins stomps him, which was pretty like that was like a pretty cool sequence. Yeah. But like they earn a title match. They say they're gonna for next week, Raw. And he said he's gonna they're gonna win that title match and then have to defend it in a shitty place like Texas. So <laughs> you know,
0: I did catch that part of things, man. So that's pretty cool. I wanted to reach out and say that I love Gable's work right now, man. Like Chad Gable's whole persona, that whole What is it? (laughs) He's like, he's like, thank you, uh, thank you, (laughs) uh, thank you. I love this shit. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. So that's that. And then um, there was a quick squash match where Omos beat the T Bar in forty two seconds. No need to linger on that.
0: His promo Um, was good though. Omos's promo was good. Did you remember the little promo that? he had where he's basically like talking about dominating crushing everybody
1: yeah I mean, for, for a big man, man
0: i dig the i dig the um i dig the uh the promo work at least i think for for somebody who's green it was mm-hmm. a pretty good promo and i heard you say no reason to dwell on that so i'm guessing you're not the biggest almost fan
1: i'm just not a fan of that match or uh okay you, you know just don't care about it yeah i mean i don't know where they're going what Omos, Omos, right? Os, osmosis. Um, <laughs> Omosis. <laughs> he has the potential to be a, um, he has the potential to be a huge oh, thank star. Thank you. He does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, right now he's just, you know, working these squash matches until he's, uh, you know, I, just, I think it's going to be hard for him because I don't know if you can find the right opponent to match his size and strength. They don't yeah. make him look like he can, you know, even make him sweat out a match. So, yeah, I think
0: that. Yeah um that with somebody his size you almost do a disservice by putting another dude his size because you're going to have a shitty match <laughs> it's it's almost like you need an AJ Styles which of course you know AJ was the guy that kind of got brought him to the dance as his kind of coach and partner being with him at first and so to me like that was cool like watching him fight people like Kofi Kingston and yeah and like people that are obviously way smaller than him but yeah we don't yeah. have to dwell on it here i am dwelling on it so we don't have to <laughs> But that's just, you mentioned like, yeah. I don't think they're going to be able to match his size. Don't try to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Find interesting Pete matchups for him, but that are going to be able to work with his limitations.
1: Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think he has all the potential in the world. He's committed to it. He can, uh, become a big star in the WWE. I mean, he's what they like giants, you know, let's face it. WWE is the land of giants when it yeah. comes to professional wrestling. Um, so there was also a six women uh, tag match. Uh, okay. Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley versus Dewdrop, Becky Lynch, and Nikki Ash. Um, highlight of this was uh, uh, Belair and using her hair to whip the shit out of uh, <laughs> Becky Lynch. Do you hear the um, snap? Yeah, you heard the snap. And then That's cool. you saw the welt um, on Becky's uh, abdomen, and it, it looked painful. I don't know if they could fake that or if that was real welt, but whatever it was, is was pretty um, painful looking. Um, Nikki ate the pen with a uh, KOD. Um, this again, um, kind of, you know, just to further the program of Belair and Becky at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nikki's been t- t- eating some pens, man. Yeah. Nikki's uh yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, what do you think about her uh, heel turn so far? well,
0: uh, I think it's been horrible because I think that it was done as a knee jerk reaction because they she didn't get over as a face because they didn't spend time with her in the right way as a face. So I feel like ever since Nikki A.S.H. has started from her very name itself to the way that they've played it so far, they've it's been nothing but missed opportunities and therefore it continues to be a missed opportunity. And that's why we I... find her in her losing spot right now.
1: I feel like she drags down people with, that she work with, too. Like, get Rhea Ripley the far away from Nikki right now, man. Rhea Ripley is a monster, but she's been, ever since they paired her up and feuding, you know, first pair and now feud with Nikki A. S. H. she's lost some of the shine that she had, you know, since she won, you know, a WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, and I never really think Asuka. that they can. Yeah, I never, I mean, and while she did have that victory over Asuka, a high-profile victory over Asuka. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like they've ever really handled Rhea correctly either, and I haven't really liked the character work she's done. Not no, So I won't say that. Not like the character work she's done. I don't like what she's been given. I don't like her storylines, and I don't think she's been handled properly on the main roster either.
1: So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. So um, this one might touch on what you have to cover. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Champa versus Robert Roode was on Raw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they've been doing uh, Ziggler and Roode going back and forth between Raw and NXT. I'm guess this is probably supposed to lead to a program with them. Um, mm-hmm. Ziggler going for the NXT title, right? Which, and uh, you know, Ziggler can make good matches with just about anybody. So yep. I would love to see um, Braun Breaker in um, that matches. some appeal but this one was uh just to further that storyline there um yeah
0: i mean the thing about ziggler is you're right he can have a match against anybody uh and and it can be decent um but he's in that you know uh repetitive mid card uh or tag team deal and he probably always will be but the good thing about this and the obvious reason why this is happening i think is to kind of number just two reasons really is to kind of give some consistent crossover and make NXT seem more like a main show by putting regular you know guys on there from the other two shows and then the other thing is to put braun breaker with somebody another person who's a veteran that he can learn from obviously he's been learning from Tommaso Ciampa he's going to learn from ziggler who's been there for years and years and years and years and of course yes sure it's going to lead to an NXT uh you know show showdown with uh ziggler and Braun uh we'll get to more of that later but but yeah, that's my that's my take on
1: that yeah it's probably also to introduce the main roster to Champa cuz i think he's getting called up pretty soon here with a you know? w-
0: didn't he also get a, a music change i think i read something about that online people not being
1: too happy about yeah, it yeah 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 he's gotten, gotten that and then um yeah you know like his interest to begin with was never one that you know i hear i get excited about and not new one yeah i can't really to me the fans on the internet they're more fickle than i am probably i i don't
0: don't, really care that much yeah right um
1: oh i didn't even say the result (laughs) champa won with a roll up
0: oh okay cool 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 um so this
1: was a singles match or singles yeah champa versus ziggler champa versus robert rude, rude that's right okay but I the story it. the story that was being told was this whole feud with ziggler right and stuff so, um, Rude right it's right, right. kind of a minor character that was there to you know like we said eat the pin <laughs> exactly um in the Poor match rude. you know Poor yeah and then um after that we got some uh some uh 24 7 title uh shenanigans stuff Nah. Yeah, shenanigan. <laughs> we there's an intergender match uh dana brooks and reggie versus uh Tazawa and tamina um so quick match an intergender hour I mean, an hour yeah, <laughs> A mean re- wrestled an iron man
0: match <laughs> Fuck, for the 24 7 title
1: shit a i minute 44 that. second my bad a minute oh, 44 an second. hour 44 oh an hour 44 then <laughs> <would've been laughs> horrible of those four, yeah. <laughs> like pour salt in my eyes, you know?
0: Yeah, man. You only need to get rid of that shit. Yeah, I, am, so I I don't care about the 24 7 Yeah. Unless uh, unless our it. truth has it. He's <laughs>
1: hilarious. So. Yeah, well, I think Dana Brooks is the current champion. You're probably right. Yeah. So whatever. Reggie's been running around. He wins with that Centon flip onto Zalo.
0: I hate that. I hate his uh, gear.
1: He looks I hate, like I remember what we used to call Baron Corbin gear, like something that a waiter from TGI from Friday yeah. would wear. So this, yeah, is, this, this guy looks like he's wearing he's the bus a boy. tuxedo. Or, yeah, oh, what the hell? No, man? he's not the bus boy. He's
0: the he's the greeter. The hostess. He's the hostess, <laughs> and he and he and he backflips you to your seat. Yeah, yeah. He like no, park. He parkours you to your um, to your dining room table.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I can't deny his athletic ability, but this whole no. thing is not entertaining at all. Well, he, was, not uh, funny. he was Cirque
0: du Soleil, right? Cirque
1: du Soleil. Yep. Did I mispronounce that? Just, yeah. Okay. Doesn't matter. Nobody expects us to pronounce things correctly. Here. That's right.
0: <laughs> Low standards here on this
1: podcast. Oh, if there's any standards at all. If,
0: if at all.
1: <laughs> oh, do you know
0: what I noticed? Like, I know we're, okay, so, I don't know. Sorry to get us off. No, you go ahead. And talk about your raw. I'll talk about this later. I'll, I'll talk about it in a little while. All right. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Cool. Cool.
0: Cool. 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 Cool.
1: So next up, we got Mysterio's. The Mysterio's, uh, Dom, Dom, and uh, Ray versus the Hurt Business. Um, okay. You know, Hurt Business is still around. It's just those two, uh, Alexander and um, right, Shelton Benjamin. Now,
0: they're not. They're not related
1: yep. to to.
0: To Lashley anymore at all, and they're still called the Hurt Business. No, right? yeah, so yeah, weird. Still called,
1: yeah, or MVP is weird because that was like MVP. Uh, yeah, passion, so anyway, I don't know why they're still called the Hurt Business. Um, so this was started to uh, further the storyline with Miz, uh and uh, the Mysterios. Okay, Miz, Miz, ran interference. Ray chased Miz off in the crowd, and Dominic get roll up for the pin. Oh, okay, uh, that's about it.
0: So I'm completely surprised that the heel turn of Dominic has not happened yet. I
1: am too. I mean, I heard a slow burn, but yeah, this thing is, thing is like
0: uh, this is like a, somebody, is- somebody <laughs> fucking put somebody dropped the the matches in water. <laughs> it's so slow yeah, burn, it's, it's, <laughs> you know. No burn at all, you know. This is never gonna fucking turn. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy if Ray turns and he's bad guy. That'd be crazy, that'd be like so unexpected.
1: <laughs> Has Ray ever been a heel in his career? I
0: don't know that for sure because he's had such a long career and he's been in so many places. Yeah. Um, but, but his WWE run, he's he never been definitely a Definitely not. He's kind of like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, just forever a good guy, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know my opinion on this whole Miz and Logan Paul Mysterio shit. What do you think about this program for a Mania match?
0: I mean, they've already had Logan Paul be be involved before, and WWE loves their celebrities at WrestleMania. Uh, So, I mean, I don't love it, but I know it's going to (laughs) happen.
1: You know, last year we had Bad Bunny, and that was a you know a pleasant surprise. So,
0: yeah, but but every time, like almost every okay, I'll say almost every time, you never know what's going to happen but almost every given situation save for very specific things that might happen i would rather see two wrestlers get a spot than a celebrity and a wrestler it you know unless the unless the story is just oscar worthy you know what i'm saying like yeah
1: anyway yeah uh in the back and you have riddle coloring trying to stay focused or in the back in the say no, oh, this the, is, you know the backstage area. Yeah, back.
0: Oh, so like promo, gotcha. All right,
1: cool. Yeah, yeah. And Matt Riddle coloring, mm-hmm. trying to stay focused. That's um, cool. Randy Orton comes in, say, hey, "We're going to win the title back." That's it. That was that. That was that. Just Randy yep. walks in, is like, "We're going to win the title back." Yep. yeah Okay. You know how short these segments are with the backstage. Why shouldn't have
0: like, even happened? Happen. Obviously, like
1: they just they obviously to they won three the title. hours after we have to fill three hours
0: oh we'll just put it we'll just show <laughs> me another replay
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so we got rk bro versus street profit mm-hmm um this was um seemed like it would be a good match
0: rk bro versus street profits
1: yeah i think if they had given more time it would have been a good match i think it was only about six minutes okay yeah um uh I think Orton got legitimately hurt. Maybe they had to call an audible and finish it quicker. Oh, really? Because after the uh, after uh, after uh, Ford, like you know, he his his frog splash. He's really high in the air there, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I love that he landed shit. on Orton. I think he might have. Yeah, I think he might have leg- landed on Orton ribs legitimately. Because like you can Oof. see, like yeah, yeah. So
0: I- I'll probably check that out tonight.
1: He he rolls. Well, after the splash, Orton rolls towards the rope, uh-huh. and then um, uh, Ford went to pin him. But uh, who's the other guy? Not Ford. Uh, Dawson. Dawkins. 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 Yes. Sorry. Push Orton feet off the rope, so the three. So they got the three count.
0: Gotcha. Okay. But so so wait. It,
1: it, it was real. It was abrupt. I think. Yeah. Pro- the profits one. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. Won. Surprising, yeah. but it felt abrupt like i think that rope part that's what you're saying continue Mm. yeah but i don't know they called an audible the landing looked rough I think. have we seen anything online
0: about possible orton injuries or anything i'm just looking to see if that's something
1: i thought i saw something on twitter about it but they maybe anyway
0: yeah yeah, you go ahead and continue talking about raw i'm going to check that out oh yep yep montez ford is providing this is from wrestling inc okay montez ford seemingly provides a randy orton injury update uh may have uh, as reported earlier randy orton may have suffered a shoulder injury on okay. last night's wwe raw it occurred when uh, ford landed awkwardly after the splash uh, ford would pin orton to secure street profits victory and ford mentions how he penned a world champion and that everyone is healthy at the end of the night okay um says orton did appear to be in immediate pain after after the match orton remained on the mat and was checked on by riddle and the ref and just seeing if there's anything else i i guess that was the hint that everybody's healthy so That's that they, they have that in quotes yeah. so i guess we'll see if anything new comes out about that because that also kind of seems like one of those things that somebody might have said quickly before mm-hmm. a doctor could have gotten involved but Definitely our best goes out to Randy Orton. Hope you did not get injured anything seriously because we definitely want to see you guys continue doing your
1: thing. Yeah, this, that's one of the bright spot in raw for me so far than the team of RK, bro. They're really entertaining and they, put matches. you know, yep. so hopefully he's okay. But since we're on the, we're talking about injury in the ring, did you happen to see a clip of a madcap Moss at the elimination chamber? Um, I Drew mean, McEntire, I watched, uh, I
0: watched like the whole thing, uh you know, uh-huh. but I didn't really catch that. What's going on there?
1: The the Alabama slam, like, oh. almost looked like he broke the uh Madcap's neck.
0: Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch because that at that, all. Yeah, I, I know. I that- know Madcap's been on. He was like on this Friday SmackDown, but I don't remember if he wrestled. I don't think he wrestled. So
1: yeah, he's a uh, they uh they thought there might've been some heat on him because he, I guess when you do that movie, you're not supposed to tuck your neck, but he did tuck it. And that like made it. Made like, it whiplash probably.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause he probably couldn't control it doing that. Yeah. That's crazy. Ouch. Uh, oh, that was I was it when stuff like that happens. I
1: uh, don't know. When you, if you have a, I mean, I'm sure you can find just like yeah. that one move. It was really just, dis- they, I thought he was legitimately, uh, you know, paralyzed, really
0: destroyed, yeah. <laughs> My cat moss injury update actually, yeah. Scary elimination chamber. So oh wow, yeah, they showed like a still of it. <laughs> oh my god, that does yeah. not
1: look good. And that was not Drew's fault. And um, yeah. you know, and Madcast and Madcap came out and like you know, said like that was on him and all that, you know. Says Madcap he didn't take the yeah, he didn't take the moves correct. He didn't take the move correctly correctly right i mean it just happens you know like you know whether
0: there's any kind of blame or not i mean it's just a dangerous sport and stuff like that happens unfortunately
1: it just goes to show like we talk so like you know online and shit, we do talk so much crap about this performer being you know garbage and shit like that but we we forget that every time they're in that ring they're risking their lives you know to entertain us so things like that just put everything in perspective for me
0: it does and i mean the good news there is is that according to wrestling rumors, which is where Mm -hmm. I'm getting this information from. Yeah. Yeah. Says that Madcap Moss is already cleared. And so luckily it doesn't seem like there's any lasting issues, you know, but that looks horrible anyway. So So hopefully everything's fine with you as well. Madcap Moss definitely uh, wishing that your neck feels better soon. I I can't feel good right now.
1: Now this is this next match was my favorite one on Raw. Um, we got Finn Balor finally back on TV for fuck's sake. And, oh nice. Uh, vers- yeah, versus Damian Priest for the U.S. title. Oh really? I I like this program. I like how they're doing it. Um, uh, Balor win with the coup de gras, and then Priest turned full on heel and it. <coughs> oh really? And beat this sh- and beat the shit out of him after the match. I like to too. a, uh, a power bomb on the announce table.
0: Okay. Yeah, but so
1: but Finn is the new U.S. champion. Finn right has on. another single title, which is awesome. And I got to say that U.S. title looks great on him. <laughs> That's you know? awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so this, I can't wait I think to see this. This is going to be a Mania match. This is going to be a Mania match. The and rematch, Balor, yeah. Yep, the rematch is going to... And it's an exciting program because you got like a veteran like Finn Balor who's done everything you know, in the wrestling industry and Damien Priest who was been impressive since NXT, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought they brought him over to their main roster real quick. And he's one of the few NXT guys brought over the main roster that they didn't fuck up. So
0: yeah, he's translated pretty well. Um and yeah, I'm yeah. excited about this. I think the heel turn's good for him though, because you know, like if you're doing that whole aggression edge thing yeah kind of like you might as well just go ahead and full-on make him aggressive and and just go ahead and 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 roll with it full time and it gives something for finn to do as well because finn's kind of been lost and Yeah, finn, to see he him didn't, with a belt. Yeah. yeah
1: and he wasn't even in the royal rumble that's how lost he's been it was crazy he'd have been in the, yeah. the rumble match Great but point. you know this all started like a week before this episode of raw where um where priest came out and challenge anybody to step up he said he wanted a world title worthy opponent that's when finn walked out and uh, accepted the challenge so i think the uh, start of the feud is smart and i'm looking forward to uh, to this program
0: awesome dude man I, I am too actually i can't wait to see that i'm gonna probably catch up on the rest of my wrestling that i didn't see today after <laughs> after uh, yeah after the sun goes down and he <laughs> allows me to watch wrestling. <laughs>
1: What's next, oh, man? Uh, so we got um, Edge out. Um, he wants to, an opponent for Mania. Um, okay. He wants to make somebody famous. Okay. Uh, wasn't that like Taker's line, though?
0: Yeah, I think it was at one point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess so, Edge has history with
1: him, so he's allowed to...
0: Maybe guess, he asked uh, permission.
1: So AJ Style comes out, which okay. was to be expected. Um, this is a match that Style said he's been wanting, you know, with Edge ever since Edge came back. I'm definitely so, all for it. I think it could be a great match. all for it. The, uh, the takeaway from this was, though, like Edge did tell Style he wants the bulldog, not the one that's been almost tag team bitch for the last few years. Oh, wow. Okay, that's cool. And then Edge offer a handshake style thinks about it and edge go full blown heel attack styles um beat him down pretty bad and then he did the uh one man concerto to finish off styles leading to their uh their uh, eventual matchup at mania I've so been... a double turn here i guess because
0: well aj was already kind of face because he had kind of gone away from Omos, omas and um and kind of had been acting face lately but maybe this kind of cemented his face turn but i saw a, maybe, I saw a but, still i saw a still picture of edge looking like a hill but i didn't know so i've been waiting to hear this from you uh and, and confirm that edge went full hill which is crazy because you get the Damian priest hill turn and then you get back to back edge full heel turn edge. so it's like yeah everybody's going to the dark side
1: here on raw this week that's awesome yeah so that was kind of your main event there that was the last okay. segment but I'm excited about Styles and Edge. I mean, I, I remember texting you when we, when I saw that Style was going to be the opponent. Nope, I remember how that text. I think this program is going to work great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was Raw.
0: That's awesome, yeah. man. Well, you confirmed some things for me about Raw. I'm excited to check it out and and see the things that I missed. Like I said, I got tons of stuff pieced together, uh, but it's good to get the whole story. So, all right, we'll. That was Monday, so I guess we'll move to Tuesday's NXT, which I watched. Um, So we'll talk about that with you. I don't know if... Did you watch it as well or no? Um, I watched a little
1: bit of it. I've caught some uh, segments and stuff, so yeah.
0: Cool. Well, the show... I'll I'll
1: add in my two cents.
0: When (laughs) it's appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no problem. So as far as like the show opening, we start off with like the Braun Breaker and the Tommaso Ciampa stuff uh, because Uh, Braun and Tommaso are teaming up at the beginning of the the the, uh, uh, NXT episode Uh, and this is NXT from March 1st 2022 in case anybody's uh, wondering Uh, but one of the cool things immediately that you see is the fact that the Tommaso and Braun are both dressed in Steiner gear so that they look very much like Steiners I don't know if you caught that or not uh yeah yeah i yeah, thought, yeah.
1: i was gonna mention that too i thought the uh i thought the um outfit that they both had was pretty cool like they're yeah. a real tag team partner you know
0: right exactly i thought it was also cool that the crowd started uh
1: like you don't go here
0: and we want champa chance during this match they were talking about you don't go here to the dirty dogs of course um one great spot was where uh champa tomasi champa and breaker hit the steiner bulldog from the top rope So it's kind of cool. They were wearing the gear and they hit that Steiner Bulldog. Um, So, yeah, at this point, I thought the match was over, by the way. Uh, But Rude, one cool part of this match is Rude interrupted the count super last minute. right? It was like very much last minute. Uh, I definitely thought it was over. Uh, but the match did end a little bit later when Champa pinned Ziggler after a fairytale ending. Uh, so, you know, the NXT guys went over here. Uh, I will ask you this. Uh, just uh, semantics made me think of a question that I wanted to ask. It's not exactly related to uh, this match, uh, but are you a picture? You know how they have the picture-in-picture. Picture, you know, Don't stick with this, guys. You're going to see all the action, picture-in-picture. Picture. Are you a picture-in-picture picture watcher or are you a fast-forwarder?
1: I'm not. You know, like, when i watch it live and they go to picture in picture i just treat that as a commercial i if i need to get up and use the restroom that's when i do it if i want to go grab a snack or a beer out the fridge that's when i do it because i i don't like watching the picture in picture let's face it you you always concentrate on the bigger picture anyway right you're not looking at the small screen anymore you're looking at the commercial they're trying to sell you
0: right I think that you actually just proved that point because the reason that I was asking is because during this commercial, I didn't fast forward it. And there was mm-hmm. a hilarious commercial about Peyronie's disease. Do you know what that is? No,
1: <laughs> I, I know the Peroni beer.
0: <laughs> no, so there's something called Peyronie's disease. And I, I urge you to watch the commercial because what it is, it's when you got a bend in your man junk.
1: Oh no. It's like when it bends.
0: A and so the commercial is fucking hilarious because it's like a bunch of bent carrots. <laughs> like going every which way, and they're talking about bent dick disease. Oh, my and, God. Um, and like, yeah, right now, Peroni's disease. Per- and if you go, there's a website called bentcarrot.com. <laughs> and if you go in right now, song, you can go get some bent dick medicine if you need it. Wow. This is on NXT, huh? This is on NXT. You got to go back and watch. It's a great
1: commercial, anyway. I uh, mean, damn so moving forward man Uh, well i just want to say one more thing before you move forward on this i appreciate them finally leaning into bronze uh you know family more and his legacy you know i i I like that they're kind of like letting us know like look this guy he's a second generation or
0: yeah i think it's second generation i believe it could be third i have no idea and i agree with you but i don't agree with you because no. to me the the no, i want like the better, better
1: when they just like don't want to acknowledge the no steiner, like, i hate that all? i
0: fucking hate that no i'm the, I'm the okay. other way i want them to acknowledge it but i feel like just letting them wear the same tights and do a bulldog is not enough it's like okay. why did why didn't they put rick steiner on camera when he was there when his son won the title come well, on yeah you, you know, know like baby step jeremiah baby step Fuck a baby the step. wwe baby step. i guess man anyway <laughs> but it is good it is good that they're leaning into it a little bit more i just say i like your sentiment but i feel like they need to just drop that we do, yeah. do more yeah why would you why would you not fucking call him
1: braun uh you know braun steiner or whatever you know fucking
0: whatever well, they
1: lost one they lost one big guy named braun they have to replace it with another braun
0: well they can call him fucking braun steiner god damn it she's still braun and you're steiner too Fuck. <laughs> let's move on yeah all right all right all right <laughs> um so another thing that happens is you get like a backstage promo carmelo hayes and trick arriving which i love this pair they're like uh number one like carmelo is obviously not too super green he's like had previous experience um and then trick uh i don't know what his history is in wrestling i don't think there is much i think he's more of a talker but he's fucking amazing as far as like his talking. I don't know if you paid attention yeah. to him when he's at ringside, but if he knows a camera's on him, he's making the most of it. So it's fucking awesome. But anyway, it's talking definitely a master. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's talking about them arriving or they arrive and it's, they're kind of talking about their Pete Dunn. Uh, uh, actually, I'm sorry. They show Pete Dunn arriving as well. And so they're kind of sh- teasing that they're fighting later. That's going to be like the main event later. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they actually announced that. Um, LA Knight. Let's touch on him and what's going on in NXT with him right now. Uh, He's got a thing going with Grayson Waller right now, right? I like the fact that he called him Outback Jackoff. I thought that shit was
1: hilarious. <laughs> I actually really enjoy his face because it's the same character. Right. His face persona is just it's still his heel tactic. You know, he's using the same languages. He's not changing the way he, he talks or the way he insults people. It's still the same guy but he's just like you know we're doing it to bad guys yeah
0: yeah you know i didn't think about it that way and i was actually gonna touch on the fact that i wasn't sure about how i felt about him as a face because i like him so much as a heel yeah but i never thought about it the way that you're saying it and you're kind of actually right um i just think he makes a better heel but you're right i shouldn't dislike him because i do like what's going on with him um i think this is gonna this is a good feud because you got your la knight who was previously eli drake of course yep and he's got some experience behind him i remember seeing him on the independent circuit seeing him his promo and saying this dude's got like real real big potential uh, i from the very first moment i saw him i was like this dude can talk like the rock as good as you know he can he can speak like the rock or an austin he's very good on the mic um, and he's got a very well thought out character, so I'm glad to see LA Knight here. I was happy that he came to WWE, and I think him working with this guy Grayson Waller, who is uh, who is supposedly, I think newer. I don't know if he's got much history on the independents or not. I don't know much about him,
1: but I don't no, think, I think so. he's one of the uh, he's one of the guys that the WWE just like likes the look of, so mm-hmm. they brought him in, and they're gonna you know mold him to what their vision of a professional wrestler is
0: but he can already move you know yeah,
1: so, yeah, yeah. i mean you know
0: he's i mean he was doing pretty good against was with, with his uh, uh aj, AJ Styles. Styles. yeah like, i'm sure he, i'm sure he's an athlete you know he's
1: yeah he's definitely exactly. an athlete
0: so yeah basically that's you know i, I touch on that to say that, that there was a backstage promo with la night where he's calling out grayson waller uh and uh you know and, and that's kind of speaking to that feud that they have going on calling him out uh, then it switches over to like a Gunther promo, right? Uh, I'm, I'm almost getting used to calling this guy Gunther or Gunther or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, he's kind of got a thing going on this show with solo Sokoa, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to go one-on-one tonight. As soon as I heard that I was excited. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, damn, two big dudes, like, uh, somebody from uh, so, an Uso versus Walter. Uh, so I was like, that's cool. Another thing that I really liked about the Skunta promo is that they did subtitles. I'd been saying for the longest time, that WWE doesn't do subtitles enough. Let them yeah. speak in their native language and put subtitles on, you know, so I'm glad mm-hmm. that that that's happening um, because I think it adds to the product. Um, what do you
1: think the live audience see when they do that? Don't you think they get subtitles on the Titan or anything
0: like that? Yeah. Cause I, th- I mean, going to live events myself, I, I kind of remember like backstage promos being on the big Titan So I feel like that the that the subtitles would be there as well. Now, if they were out in front of the live crowd, you know, what would you do there? But yeah, that's what, if they better in the ring. I mean, that's a good question, though. But um, but Gunther during this promo, he says he's going to slap the tattoos off of Solo Sokoa. So I thought <laughs> that, and replace them with respect. So I thought that was kind of I like weird. that. Um, gone through to me, man. Like these days, seems a lot like a like a really strict high school gym teacher. Like that you don't want to have.
1: <laughs> He's that. Yeah, he
0: had like a track suit on and everything. Uh, <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so is
1: Imperium dead? Do they still have Imperium? Or... That's no No, no, yeah, thing. no.
0: Imperium's a thing for sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And, and and you know what? It's totally normal that you would ask this because like NXT right now is such a like transforming blob of whatever it's not like a solid product right so i find myself earlier when i was talking about there were so many names that i had to write down it was around this nxt especially around the women's division there are so many people who've come into this women's division that i just don't know their names yet so i had like such a hard time so i say that to say like yeah like your valid question is imperium still around but yes they they are but right now Uh, the one-on-one match between Gunther and, uh, solo was what they were kind of leaning on. Um, after that Gunther promo, LA Knight actually came out to the ring. Um, yeah. And he's still cutting a promo on Waller. Uh, he acknowledges Waller's three fans. He's like, yeah, you got three fans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but Waller finally comes out, uh, with his bodyguard who I don't know too much about that guy. He's just like a big, he looks Indian in descent uh oh no. is yeah. it that guy that's been supposed to be coming to raw forever no i don't think it is though i don't think it no. is he's i don't think it is Been advertising been here like veer.
1: now it's here
0: v- v- yeah. E-R. he needs to veer over yeah. into the lane and get off and come See, to raw no i think he's just walking to raw he's yeah. walking <laughs> he must it's be walking trek. Very slow. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So LA Knight Waller talking shit back and forth. And basically this whole thing turns out to be uh LA Knight proposing a last man standing match for next Ooh. week. So that can be kind of cool, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. so this is where I was like, who the hell are these people? Uh <laughs> there was like a backstage promo. It was Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell. Uh, i know who indy is because she's with dexter you know that's the only name i recognize right but Persia's like this uh this uh, this wrestler who's hanging out with indy and uh persia it, it seems like they're definitely teasing some like a split already between persia and indy or problems because you know persia says she hopes indian dexter work things out uh persia's talking to duke hudson a lot like she's like Sweet on him, or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, she says that Duke Hudson actually texted and wished them good luck tonight. Uh, Andy is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Dexter and I are fine. Um, uh, and then Persia is talking about how they just need three victories and then they can win the Dusty Cup. Um, so they go ahead and head out to the ring, but actually Persia returns back to the locker to check her text again. I guess she's mm-hmm. seeing if Duke Hudson texted her and then Indy actually has to call Persia, come on out with me, you know, like, so oh. is, it's already teasing some like, yeah, you know, dissension there. Right. Yep. And then it goes to, we get our dusty cut package. Uh, and then we actually get, I think this is another, you know, this is the dusty cut match because it's Persia and Indy. Persia and Indy are fighting Dakota Kai and Windy Chew. Do you know about? I'm sorry.
1: I, I, I wish they, Dakota Kai, have better things to do than tag with Windy Chew and fight <laughs> Hartwell and.
0: Yeah. Well, Priota, I mean, it's the Dusty. Priota. They got to have heads for the Dusty classic. You know what I'm saying? Mm, poor so, Dakota. <laughs> you're not a fan of Windy Chew?
1: No, not that's, at all. That's I, funny. I was. That's the question
0: I, I was do- going to ask you.
1: Don't like the character. I, I don't know. I don't know like her. I don't know much of her, but the character just sucks. Yeah. What are What are they doing? Are you, you're you're ass. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean,
0: I you know now one thing that I want to bring to your attention here, and I want to ask your opinion on is this. I've heard Wendy Chu be uh, be, uh compared to somebody you referred to as your boy earlier. Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Oh uh,
2: comedy nah, wrestler. Like comedy but wrestler. Orange
0: Cassidy is does charismatic. funny shit.
1: But he's charismatic. But he's And he can actually wrestle.
0: But isn't his whole gimmick that he's like kind of like half asses everything? Nonchalant. Yeah. Is it Wendy choose is it Wendy Chews thing that she's kind of It sucks when I don't know. I mean, maybe she need a
1: better ring gear. Okay. she Don't she wrestle in a onesie? She comes out in a onesie. I mean, she has a pillow that she carries around with her to take a nap
0: in the middle of the ring. I mean, you're wearing a onesie and have a pillow right now. I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I I can see where you get the comparison between her and Cassidy, but I just think Cassidy actually gets reactions from the crowd. Okay. And he's he's a lot more charismatic than she is. He's, mm-hmm. and whatever cassie's been doing he's you know he's holding his skill on the independent scene away from our eyes
2: mm-hmm.
1: like we get to see the finished product right away so maybe i'm not giving her a chance because we're you know we're seeing like the experiment
0: right.
1: cassie's done he's done experimenting he's he know what
0: he is right
1: so i get maybe, that point
0: i get that point though maybe She's not a finished product, and maybe exactly. you'll appreciate it more then. But, but okay. So, this right match now, is- no, not a fan. Gotcha. Fair enough. Uh, so, this was a Dusty Classic match. Like I said, you know, they got to throw heads together for that. Most of them are not actual tag teams. Uh, toxic Attraction, of course, because they're the champs. They're watching from the sidelines from the lounge area that ha- it's like called, it has a name. I forget what they call it. But anyway, uh, Kai and Shu actually win. So I don't think you're, you're getting your wish yet of them splitting up because they've advanced in the Dusty uh, tournament. It's actually a pretty good match. There's a lot of crisp moves. Uh, it was probably one of the better matches of the night. Uh um, Kai is in it. Yeah, that's true. Kai is awesome. Dakota Kai is cool. Uh, it's so crazy because I literally had here listed, have you seen Wendy Chew wrestle? What are your thoughts? So I didn't even have to ask that question. I got your opinion. <laughs> All right moving on so you've said enough about wendy too and the and 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 what you think of her uh so vic uh, vic joseph mentions that it's only 32 uh, 32 days until wrestlemania and uh i noticed something very strange vic joseph uh said when he was talking about this i thought it was interesting that he positioned it as brock lesnar will defend the wwe championship at wrestlemania he didn't mention title for title he didn't mention roman reigns he just said brock lesnar will defend and this wasn't like it was raw so it's not like he's on raw so he's talking about raw's champion yeah, but yeah. i thought it was a weird verbiage so i just wanted to point that out in case something crazy happens and that i noticed that uh easter egg <laughs> yeah there's a tag team championship preview um for nxt basically it's like a little uh uh vignette uh they show the creed brothers that won the men's dusty cup uh Mm -hmm. they show imperium who you were asking about earlier just basically being their elitist selves and being you know saying you know they respect the ring um they're giving it like a whole perception versus reality angle um the creed brothers are reality at imperium or perception so that's kind of an interesting thing as well um there was a another match between amari miller and lash legend again uh i knew kind of already about lash legend didn't really Mm -hmm. know about amari miller's name had to look it up uh lash hitter finisher and one with a power slam type situation not a bad match She's a big girl, right? Legend. She's tall. Oh yeah, Lash Legend's uh, a tall. I think she's tall. She looks tall, and she she's kind of yeah. big. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's definitely a power move type
2: mm-hmm.
0: wrestler. Um, other than that, uh, we get an interview with Solo Sakoa. Uh, he's kind of previewing their match, um, and uh, let me see. Oh yeah. Another part. I don't know how you feel about these guys, man. I absolutely hate Jensen and Briggs. Not a fan, man. Not a fan at all, dude. Uh, so they're at, like a little backstage segment or whatever. And they're basically looking at their phones and they're making inappropriate comments. Uh, Electra Lopez is super offended and says, excuse me. Like they think she, she thinks they're, they're talking about her. They say they're talking about a truck that they want to buy though um so there's like this whole thing where she thinks that he's talking about her butt or something like that mm-hmm. and they're talking about a car and it ends with like uh ah,
1: classic some, wwe yeah
0: just like gag jokes about yeah. the jokes on you i've never had sex with a woman or whatever you know basically they went with there with it um oh my yeah God. and uh you know solo versus gunther finally happened solo Sokoa, a lot of offense in this match Uso fan, uh, Uso, uh, chance happen, uh, during this whole match. So they're Aye. trying to like bring forth the Uso side of solo. Um, this though is actually solo's first loss. Solo loses to Gunther here. It's a, it's a really decent match. It ends with a wicked back chop. Uh, <laughs> Gunther just basically back chops a uh, solo, and then he hits two power bombs and he ends solos undefeated streak. So, I guess they're what, kind of trying to get that out of the way early.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. If anybody to end it, it would have been Walter. I mean, shit. I don't think Walter should have taken the loft there to get uh, Solo over. Um, but
0: kind of early,
1: though, to like, you think this is going to
0: negatively impact him? Yeah. Mm, I. I kind of understand because I've heard enough podcasts like with like Bruce Pritchard talking about like how Vince McMahon or how WWE thinks about undefeated streaks sometimes mm-hmm. is like if you're not going to go with a, a huge undefeated streak, sometimes they just want to get that loss out of the way so that it doesn't pick up. If the, if the, if the story is not supposed to be this dude's going to have an undefeated streak, mm-hmm. you don't want people to start talking about an undefeated streak. it'll throw off your plans kind of i don't know that's kind of what i gather from it so i mean i feel like as long as he's handled strongly after this like maybe you know he he gets a win over walter yeah give him his win back
1: yeah exactly yeah it looks really good or maybe this will be a a long you know maybe make this a longer feud than just this one hopefully it's not a one-off is what i'm saying
0: yeah yeah hopefully no i don't think you can i think that would leave him looking weak if he didn't have a chance to kind of redeem himself um what else happened here just trying to think of what happened that was like worth talking about oh we get a backstage promo with ziggler where he basically is talking about one nxt title shot he gets interrupted by champa and eventually braun as well champa and ziggler kind of tries to throw shade between braun and champa by you know, mentioning, don't you want the title or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it ends up, the whole segment ends up with basically uh, Ziggler leaving and the segment ends with Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker kind of looking at each other, like teasing that they're mad. Yeah. So, no, basically Ziggler was saying that he can beat Braun and even Ciampa thinks he can beat Braun. And that's what started the shit. Oh, okay. okay. So then they kind of like stare off into the sunset, like they're pissed off at each other. <laughs> uh, we get promos with Harlan and Gacy before a match uh, that's coming up Hartwell and Parada are also doing their backstage segments but nothing much came of it um, mm-hmm. let's see here trying to just run down a couple of other things real quick so Harlan versus Draco let's talk about Harlan versus Draco first of all do you like Joe Gacy and Harlan
1: I don't know Gacy character is not coming off uh he's not coming off well for me. I, I he's he's supposed to be super woke so that makes him uh heal in the WWE universe. <laughs> it just rubs me the wrong way when like you know trying to be accountable is considered a bad guy in their world, you know? Yeah. It so is the character I, I don't like the character. The performer himself, um I haven't seen many like matches with him. You
0: know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. I think he's got potential, but I think he's kind of like you said, he's he's like Chu. He's not a complete character. Yeah. And what if it's not that he's a heel because he's accountable? It's because he it's a. I think he's a heel because he's got the facade of being accountable, but he's really a scumbag.
1: Yeah, if you look at it that way, but I don't think any of the action kind of...
0: Maybe. Yeah, because he's controlling this monster, Harlan.
1: And he's he's making him hug, it out.
0: (laughs) Right, but he's doing it as a... as kind of like a... Manipulating. He's manipulating. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's like, watch me see this beast. So that's what I think he's a heel for. And if you look at it in that way...
1: Yeah, so it seems like NXT has eyeballs on them. Maybe you don't put them on NXT until they're a little more flushed out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's very true. I mean, but then you have to have have a new NXT. NXT. You have to have
0: like a new NXT that's not on TV then.
1: Yeah. You know, have them in like work smaller arena or I don't know. I mean. Just some kind of performance center, yeah, or something. Maybe I guess the beauty of having an NXT is we get to see these characters like trying to, you know, get flushed out and stuff. But maybe but you know, doing in front of like right, a, a crowd, crowd with like a TV contract, just don't seem like the smart thing to do.
0: I just think that if it it could work well in some cases, but in most cases it can just throw stuff off because if you decide to go in a completely different direction, the fans have already seen this other stuff happen. You can't take it back.
1: Exactly. And like the black and yellow brand, a lot of the performer were already flushed out, you know?
0: That's true. Yeah. And many of these in this, I don't even know what you call it. uh, Nickelodeon. The Nickelodeon era, uh, era, the colorful Nickelodeon era is definitely most of these guys are not fleshed out. Mm -hmm. Everybody seems to be partnered with like a a veteran. Uh, But anyway, uh, I did want to mention that that Harlan to me kind of remind the whole character Harlan reminds me of Nails. Do you remember Nails, the big boss man guy that got out of jail and wore the jumpsuit? Yeah, yeah like the general I can see that yeah the general kind of feel of that character kind of feels like that to me but yeah he did the whole hugging thing again here after the match he fights Draco Anthony he's a guy I didn't really know too much about I haven't seen him too many times but uh but there's that um it's a lot of promos during this I I keep seeing where I've written down there's another Carmelo and trick promo about done um also the diamond mine uh on this episode Ivy Nile is kicking a bag in the back um, Mm -hmm. and another um, female wrestler who I had to look up her name, uh, Tatum Paxley. uh, She comes in, she says she's sorry for letting Ivy down. I've obviously missed a couple of the last episodes of NXT because I'm not aware of what happened here, but she comes in and she basically says she's sorry for letting Ivy down. Ivy goes off on her. So I guess Tatum's like trying to get into the diamond mine. And that's kind of a story going on right now i guess we'll learn more about her later um we get another dusty match in this episode as well uh oh yeah toxic attraction are in the toxic lounge why couldn't i remember that yeah that's right but this match is cora jade and raquel gonzalez versus ulyssa leon and valentina faraz uh, how many of those guys do you know
1: <laughs> i i know raquel, and, raquel? Uh,
0: I know Cora Jade. Right.
1: Because I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah. Ulyssa
0: Leon and Valentina Froze had a very, uh, like, South American flair to them, or whatever they're like, pat their like costumes and stuff like that, or their ring gear. Oh, there was a funny spot here. I think Cora Jade, she was supposed to Hurricane Rana, one of the other team members, into the turnbuckle. But when mm-hmm. she did the Hurricane Rana, the wrestler, like, was aiming completely in a different direction than the turnbuckle she was supposed to go to. So oh, she wow. like she flies out and does a left turn and lands in the in the Ooh. turnbuckle. She just like runs over and just turns and lands yeah. in the turnbuckle. <laughs> it's very funny, it's kind of like a watch that was <laughs> hilarious. But uh, of course, Gonzalez, she's always impressive. Um, she did a lot of catching folks midair a lot of choke slamming them. Uh, but Jade and Gonzalez finally, of course, win this. Uh, basically, this move is kind of cool. She lifts Cora Jade up like mm-hmm. she's going to slam her. But then, like mid lift, Cora Jade kind of does this flip and lands on the wrestler
1: okay.
0: uh, and pens her. It was, uh, she, I think, penned Valentina Faraz, actually.
1: Okay. So it's kind of a classic uh, tag team of like power and speed about what these two.
0: Yeah, because Cora Jade's like scrappy, smaller, yeah, you know, rides a a, skateboard skateboard and all that good stuff. Um, we see a Saray, uh, late after this match, we see a Saray interview. She's backstage, and I guess again, like I said, the women's wrestlers here man, there's so many new ones. Like Saray, she's backstage, she's showing off a brooch. Am I saying that right? A brooch, brooch, yeah, sure that her grandma gave her that's yeah, I, I, one of those was words she, speaking never, Japanese or? she was but i feel like there might have been captions here don't quote okay. me on that cool maybe but I, uh, another wrestler Tiff, tiffany stratton she walks up and interrupts Saray. uh and she offers saray a better brooch uh saray says no thank you because it's my grandma's and then stratton slams her into the loading dock door so that's the whole impetus for their feud is I guess over a brooch. A brooch. Okay. Yep. That's uh
1: so, I mean they can do worse. It can be hot coffee, like how Jericho and uh Pain feud started.
0: <laughs> it could be whatever, man. Saray I hear is great. I haven't really seen too much of her.
1: Uh, but I guess we she will. was hyped up like but she came in when it was like they were in the transition of going from Yeah. Did Black she get injured, injured or
0: something to... like that?
1: Kind of get held I off from it? No. I mean like what's his name
0: uh we have all the information here on the on pin the champ we, we know i mean all regal the was
1: really high on her when right when well, wwf signed her so
0: uh, yeah well regal's not there anymore so yeah. <laughs> uh she yeah which is crazy to me that they let they let him go um, yeah he's gonna be
1: a uh, ring of honor gm
0: <laughs> oh my god that'd be great that would be great i would love that um there's a Tony D'Angelo pro uh, promo. I, I don't know about this Tony D'Angelo guy, man. Uh, I don't like him. He's he's saying he's got a white whale, like he's got somebody on the main roster or somebody bigger yeah. that he wants to get a win over. So I don't know if this means he's trying to have a WrestleMania match or not, but he did say that stand and deliver is when he becomes a made man. So I don't know if he's trying to wrestle somebody on that or whatever the case may be, but whatever, he's doing his you know godfather gimmick yeah I'm not, I'm not really loving it nope
1: uh you know what they like oh he, he, he sounds italian let's make him a gangster i'm like come on aren't we past this by now no we're definitely not past this oh, okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> solidly we're not
1: back speaking, to the 80s we go <laughs>
0: yes speaking of uh wrestlers that really aren't my cup of tea <laughs> well the next two wrestlers that wrestled andre chase with the Andre uh-huh. Chase University versus, uh, and he's with Bodie Hayward, which is, I guess, is one of his class members, and then Von Wagner comes out with Robert Stone. Mm-hmm. Don't like either of these guys, so I really couldn't yeah. have cared less. I did decide in Two K twenty two, if Von Wagner is on there, I'm gonna rename him Big John Dud. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I could care less for either of these wrestlers. Really, I just don't like their their gimmick yeah. um but chase gets distracted when bodie gets injured and wagner wins with his finish or whatever that is what are your thoughts do you like these guys
1: no not at all oh, okay and again i think this all just leaves because they're all still working out for the characters in front of us
0: yeah and I, and i don't think that you have characters that are college professors unless like bruce pritchard is writing for it you know i could be wrong what do i know about the wrestling business but yeah yeah, uh, yeah. i don't know man just seems like way different anyway uh another female wrestler has a promo another Damn, was uh, there any wrestling in
1: this episode or is all promo
0: Yeah, <laughs> the one match one <laughs> two uh three uh four yeah no there's definitely some matches but there's a lot of promos for sure we're almost there though man this, this is the last promo of the night nikita Lyons, um she's actually cutting a promo on lash legend she actually is basically saying that she wants to have lash uh to have lions on her talk show so she's wanted to bring back a talk show or whatever and have her on it so cool. We get our main event next is Carmelo Hayes versus Pete Dunn for the NXT North American Championship. This match is awesome because Pete Dunn's in it and Carmelo Hayes are in it. really great match. Uh, Trick gets involved at the end of the match. Uh, you know, Dunn uh, does his move where he starts breaking tricks fingers. This distracts him for long enough for Carmelo to leg drop and pin Dunn off the top rope. Um, after the match. Carmelo says he's going to go to stand and deliver to defend the belt in a ladder match, which should be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so uh, I don't know who he's going to defend against yet,
1: but. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking uh, the, uh, I, I like Carmelo Hayes and, and uh, Trick. tricked a lot. Those yeah. guys are uh, entertaining and uh, you know, Hayes got some really solid uh, wrestling moves no yeah no he's i you
0: know i'm sure he was wrestling before um you know yeah he came to wwe or nxt rather but and it shows he can definitely put on a good match and they make they really bounce off of each other really well as far as their promo goes as well trick's going to be amazing
1: if, if he can he, yeah he's kind of uh mellow's gotten a lot better since they uh pair him up with trick with the um just like his, i think his confidence level is way up there now. Before when he first started, you know, he was doing that uh, what was that tournament he was in for NXT? like oh uh, was it the,
0: the new, breakout breakout? Yeah, tournament? The breakout
1: turner. Yeah. When he was first in that he was a little bit you can tell he was a bit kind of uh not comfortable with the cameras on him and things like that. Right. Like, he's really coming to his own now I and mean, his characters is um you know he, he's um he looks complete
0: like a legitimate superstar he, he could be on main roster for sure yeah i remember that i remember that uh sorry go ahead let's not put him at the main roster yeah maybe both on uh, the <laughs> way to fuck him up <laughs> <laughs> that's true Vince to fuck him up immediately um but what was i saying
1: damn it! you remember
0: something breakout oh i remember tournament. that breakout tournament that's it yeah i remember the breakout tournament i was really surprised that carmelo won i thought it was going to be odyssey jones so yeah so yeah i mean it kind of like shocked me i was like oh shit they're serious about this carmelo guy if they have him winning that tournament so yeah he's he's done nothing but impress me since then mm-hmm. uh, i have a question for you yeah man so pete dunn lost this match against carmelo i think it's time for pete dunn to leave nxt at this point your thoughts
1: i don't think he can do anything i mean he can, he's never gonna get that world title the mxt title I mean, right yeah i don't even i don't think the move to the main roster is going to help i think he should just like you know rinse his hand of wwe and go back to uh europe for another promotion you know so my next
0: question was what specifically do you think dunn should do next so your that's your thing is like he should he should just say okay yeah. i'm not gonna let wwe uh, you know fuck me up by
1: sending me to the main roster I'm going to go yeah, ahead and try think, my hand. You know, like a lot, I think like a lot of other wrestlers with well, Triple H was the biggest advocate. And, you know, Triple H don't have that power or control anymore over the brand. Not at so, all. Yeah, they're not. A lot of the people that Triple H brought in and, and were high on, it seems like they're just kind of pushing further and further down the um, roster. Mm-hmm. Their spot no longer like mid-card main event. They're like opening jobbers now not to say that he jobbed out to Carmelo Hayes Carmelo no. Hayes is legit but right. you know Pete Dunne is he has there's a glass ceiling that he's not going to be able to break in WWE
0: <clears throat> You might be right I had an idea um if he did go to the main roster right so here's what I think you should do with him send him over to SmackDown have him come out after Roman gets done with his his feud with Brock, if he's still the champion, right? Roman comes out and he's like, you know, what what now? You know, I've got both titles. I'm um, I'm the shit now. You know, I'm the ultimate champion. I'm undisputed. So Pete Dunn comes out and slaps him in his face, and he plays up the the British angle, mm-hmm. and he makes it all about football versus football. Roman uh-huh. Reigns roman reigns is an ex-football player mm-hmm. you know pete dunn comes out and says he's gonna be champ and he and he turns it and he goes full hill and he's like you know he's like you stupid fucking americans with your <laughs> with your foot <laughs> with your football this is real football and then you get into this whole like this whole like soccer football uk no. versus english football reigns rango this is reigns impotence to be full american babyface and you go with the classic you know you you satisfied Vince McMahon because you're being he'll you know foreign menace versus <laughs> versus american <Yeah>. hero <laughs> and i mean who wouldn't who wouldn't get even people who don't like wrestling would get behind a feud between football and football yeah and then like work. and then you could have like you know Pete Dunne doing like a a, sac- a smackdown where he wants the crowd to be like, uh, the soccer crowd. And he's like threatening a riot or something, you know, (laughs) like, I mean, you could do so much with that. So that's like one thought that I had. I was like, all right, well, if you're plugging him into the main roster, where could you plug him in? And I was just thinking, right. In the main event, right. Why not? You know, if he doesn't win, which he's not probably against Roman reigns, no. at least he puts up a really good showing as a heel and has a really good feud. And he can drop back down the card and get, you know, secondary belt for now. I think it could be a cool looking feud. You know, it could be like football versus football. That's not been done before. And you could, you could promote it as we had a wrestling match about soccer and football. (laughs) (laughs) We had a, we had a wrestling match to determine which is better soccer or football. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's That's the whole premise. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, No, I can see that. The only thing with that is, I just don't think the WWF is high enough on Pete Dunne to put him in that, you know, put him in that
0: yeah card of
1: the card. Which is a shame. The guy is uber talented. Yeah, man. I'm just uh, speaking of Dunne. Is the
0: UK title still a thing? What's that? Is the NXT UK title still a thing? I think so. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think uh, maybe Ilya Dragunov has it still okay i could be totally wrong i don't watch nxt uk anymore but i can look up and see that the nxt uk champ i think is Ilya dragon yeah yeah Ilya dragon is still the uk champ all right we got a lot to get through let's move right along we have aw dynamite let's think about what highlights we want to hit here we talked about the tony Khan thing earlier yeah the 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 Ring of Honor, you already mentioned. He said Shane's not there. I thought that was great. <laughs> yep. You mentioned the fact that they had the Brian Danielson versus Christopher Daniels Ring of Honor match to kind of, you know, uh, push that whole story home of hey, we acquired yeah. Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, one of the I think high spots in in Dynamite was the Casino Tag Team Royale. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Did you get to see that? No, I didn't see that one yet. No. So, man, first of all, let me just tell you, dude, how many freaking tag teams does AEW have? I did not realize. They have the participants in this tag team royale. FTR, top flight returned. The acclaimed, which was funny because the acclaimed came out and did a rap about Glenn Jacobs tweets being, it was funny. It was like, he was saying as controversial as a Glenn Jacobs tweet. <laughs> uh <laughs> Dark Order 10 and 5, mm-hmm. The Butcher and the Blade, The Varsity yep. Blondes, Santana and Ortiz, Best Friends. I'm pretty sure I saw Bear Country in there. Mm-hmm. Evil, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, The Young Bucks, The Gun Club, who, who gets eliminated super quick, Brock <laughs> Anderson and Lee Johnson, 2.0. Uh, f- it was funny, Dan Housen actually appears and curses Evil Uno, who gets eliminated. immediately. <laughs> that was pretty funny uh and I then young and then, young and then young bucks so you've got what one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen including the young bucks tag teams in this and that's not even including lucha uh how uh i'm not lucha house party i'm sorry lucha lucha Brother. Stor- L- not, yeah but it's not included lucha brothers and it's not including uh, J- uh jungle boy and luchasaurus yeah, well, they're the tag team champion. Exactly, to, you know. exactly. So, but I'm just saying, that's how many freaking tag teams are in the WWE. Yeah, I didn't realize it. But the Young it's Bucks the win this. Man. The Young Bucks win this. Oh, uh, you know, they win after mm-hmm. Matt Jackson eliminates Darius Martin. So they're gonna go, and I guess that means they get the champs. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like Jericho and uh, and uh, Santana and Ortiz might be kind of uh they were teasing tension but now they fist bumped yeah, this week so bump,
1: yeah but then jericho asked hey, are we okay and they didn't answer
0: so right so we don't know where that's going that happened uh the punk promo i, I was think cool, it,
1: right? i think they're gonna i think Jericho so and in the inner circle go heel again mm.
0: do they go heel is is the inner circle
1: the same people or are I they think, losing Santana ornates no i think they're gonna turn on uh I think they're going to turn on um, Kingston and help Jericho win the match. That's what I think is going to happen. Interesting. That could be kind of cool. I hope so. Because I think, like, when when Jericho talked about the inner circle before he said he wanted to be a group that, you know, that don't have a breakup, they just go their separate ways, but, you know, mm-hmm. can always come back and join together. So I don't think we want a full Break up. Own breakup of the group. It's something he really enjoys? enjoyed doing when he formed the inner circle um he said tony khan said hey you should uh, have a faction and he actually got to handpick everybody that was in that group
0: oh really i had no idea that he got to handpick everybody that's cool as hell yeah that's sweet uh what'd you think of the punk promo on the show
1: ah uh, man well i we knew uh, mjf was fake and that right oh of course we, we knew that was a setup all along but I, I think it was uh pump still made it believable that you know he said oh you know, he's done some pretty shitty stuff too and he's thinking about the other the kids that are watching now watching mm-hmm. MJF and stuff like that so i i bought it i i, I thoroughly enjoy that promo yeah but I've... did you like the uh did it have to get violent so fast though
0: <laughs> i mean it is wrestling uh, so I didn't really mind it I thought it was a really cool promo I thought it was interesting the way that they kind of you know had us you know I mean of course we knew that he was gonna I, I called it from a mile away he was gonna yeah, blow yeah. blow him you know I mean he was in the right position to kick him in the nuts yeah. uh, but I will say Punk bled like a motherfucker
1: yeah that's what I was getting I was like what the hell that was a hell of a blade job but I don't think they needed a blade job to sell this feud yet it's yeah already th- you know i i think they're selling the
0: <laughs> yeah i think that they're selling the violence of a dog collar match because of the history of the dog collar match yeah they've really leaned into the whole uh valentine versus piper, uh, piper um dog collar match so i i really think that's why they did this yeah uh i didn't mind it you know what i mean they're just AEW's a different wrestling company they don't mind cutting each other open
1: <laughs> i always like i i mean i don't mind blood either but i always like think it like there's you know once blood comes it should be something major or something big in a pay-per-view or something like that i think to do it on free tv is kind of i mean unnecessary
0: i guess they're gonna just slit each other's wrist at the show <laughs> i'm just joking what else can you do <laughs> exactly um, it should be good though. I am looking forward to that match between. Yeah. yeah, it should be good. I mean, they built the whole thing up nicely. Uh, so I'm sure that I'll be, uh, not downloading that illegally, <laughs> watching it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, we get some promos here, Ricky Starks and Keith Lee promo. So I guess we're getting into a feud here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if that's going to end up being over the FTW title. Not quite sure. Uh, well, they're
1: both in the, uh,
0: the ladder match. So, oh, okay. The match. That makes that's sense. So it's going to be kind of a like a theme throughout that match is kind of their, their yeah. feud and beef, and so that's cool. uh Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa actually pick up a win over uh Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, which I thought was kind of surprising. I I, I would have thought that Britt would have gone over there, so that was kind of. Uh, a surprise finish for me um, yeah
1: but you know they thunder rosa and Britt baker have that title match coming up that um revolution so maybe they don't want thunder rosa going and they're looking weak
0: yeah but, so she looks strong here yeah, yeah
1: but Britt baker and thunder rosa had a hell of a match before on dynamite was it last woman standing or something like that that was crazy good yeah that was a really really good match i don't know how they're gonna top that for the title
0: <laughs> i mean We'll and see. Thunder
1: Rosa won that match, so. Yep. You know, maybe. Uh, yeah.
0: No, nah, I think Britt's going to yeah. pick it up because, you, like you said, she's looking strong here. Rosa getting the win here. So maybe Britt will retain. Yeah, that's maybe. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Britt gets her win back here, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Statlander and Hirsch have been feuding, so they had a little promo there. Not really too much to touch up on there, but the Cesar Benoni versus Wardlow match, though very short, was uh, very impactful. And what happened after the match was a little more interesting than what happened during the match. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a quick win, of course, for Wardlow. Uh, probably like two or three power bombs, right? Uh, yeah.
1: So this time, and then, time- uh, and then uh, Sean Spears came in and tried to hit the guy with the chair. Wardlow yeah. didn't let him so
0: yeah exactly this time Wardlow said nope you're not going to take my spotlight grabs a chair it's a very tense moment right uh you know you, you kind of start thinking "Is is he going to go ahead and powerbomb
2: uh
0: <laughs> yeah Spears, yeah. Spears yeah. here but after the match the backstage they do a little segment with MJF walking up yeah. uh
1: Spears wiping is blood off the hand still Yep. <laughs> cool. uh, but it's
0: kind of cool though, because you know, MJF is talking shit to Wardlow, and this time Wardlow actually speaks up for himself for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, he actually though gets slapped by MJF this time, uh, so yeah, he gets slapped by MJF for speaking up. So, uh, when do you think this actually is all going to go down? I mean, they, they've really done a good job of building this eventual
1: face turn, yeah. It's funny how AEW can tell two stories at the same time regarding the same, you know, three different characters. And you got, you know, you got MJF here with Punk at the same time, they're telling this story about Wardlow eventually um, turning on MJF or making his face turn. Yeah. I don't know, I, I think the logical thing to do is like, you know, Tony Khan would be like, you know what, you can, we'll hire you instead. Mm-hmm. So, Max, don't on your paycheck anymore. And now you're a full blown, uh, you know, your contract a contractor with AEW or an AEW wrestler now. And then they're like, now give them the rein to turn on uh, MJF.
0: I like it. I think that could be really done well. Like, be, maybe like all of a sudden, you know, MJF could bring that shit back up. Be like, remember, you work for me. And then like Wardlow could hold up a contract. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be great. I like that. Uh, main event was was next, right? Uh, Adam Cole and Red Dragon versus Adam Page and Dark Order. Uh, I actually didn't get to see this match. Uh, I know that Adam Cole and Red Dragon won. Did you get to actually check this one out?
1: Yeah, I did. I watched uh, most of it. Um, it was the uh, at the end there they um, duct up uh, Page to the ring and uh, started beating on him. I I don't know. I feel like I should like this program more, but it's a little but I don't know. I'm not feeling this program. Even though I think I should, given the people involved.
0: I hear you, man. I've never really even considered it, but it doesn't really I, I see what you're saying there. It's not like it's not like the biggest thing going on at all. It's not like right. like I'm digging punk versus MJF a lot more. Yep. I mean maybe when Maybe when other people get involved, maybe when we get a Kenny Omega back, it gets thrown into the mix or, you know, some kind of piece of the puzzle comes together. Maybe it'll, it'll do more for us, but yeah, right now it seems kind of like it's, it's just kind of spinning wheels. I don't know. Is it slow burn?
1: Maybe. I mean, eventually the buck and the red dragon and them they're not the elites and the, the, former undisputed era i think they're gonna go at it you know because yeah i don't think they get a they're they can't they're not gonna get along no so,
0: eventually they is gonna
1: be in between and it's like which side is cole gonna choose or something like that adam cole and eventually even kenny omega potentially right? but given the uh history with cole and uh, the bullet club how he was uh, super kicked out of the bullet club by the bucks mm-hmm. maybe he'll honor, side
0: with red dragon
1: that's what i'm thinking
0: There you go. He's going to side with Undisputed Era. Oh, wait, you can't say that in (laughs) AEW. Can you? I don't know. Shit. They were talking about Shane. They were talking about Steve Austin. You know? I mean, it seems like AEW says and does whatever they want. (laughs) But that does it for AEW. We'll move right along to SmackDown from March the 4th. Uh, 2022 from beautiful Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, woohoo! Yeah, man, in the sun. Uh, this SmackDown kind of opened up in a weird, like, kind of line of promos. It was like a bunch of quick promos, kind of outlining what's going to happen tonight. So you get like an opening promo from Paul Heyman, but then you get one from Ronda Rousey. Then Sonya Deville comes on because she's fighting Ronda Rousey, so they're cutting a promo on each other. Then the next people is you get the Viking Raiders and, uh, Viking Raiders and the Usos because they're having a match tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a promo from Ricochet and Sami Zayn because they're having a match tonight. And as a matter of fact, after the promos are over, that's the first match we get is Sami Zayn versus Ricochet for the Intercontinental Championship match. You said earlier that Balor took the United States title. And uh-huh crazy they must be moving around these mid-card titles right now because <laughs> uh, Ricochet picked up the Intercontinental belt and uh, you know we know that Ricochet hasn't really been used very well recently but all of a sudden yeah. now here he is with the I.C. title seems like they're giving him a big push what are your thoughts on that
1: Well, I feel like the title is just taken off as family so when he has to fight uh, um, Johnny Knoxville at Wrestlemania is not going to be for a title right that makes total sense right they, maybe they at least they want to protect the IC title, but at the same time they had Nakamura with the title for like a, a year and he never defended yeah. it. Right. And, yeah. And um, you know, and then Sammy to lose it in his first defense made no sense to me. I mean, I just don't like the way they treat Sami Zayn. The guy is way too talented to be, you know. Yeah. I don't know. He's like an afterthought.
0: I mean, <laughs> you could say that about you could say that about Sami Zayn. You could say that about Ricochet yeah. up until just now. And you could say that about the
1: Intercontinental title. So maybe uh, it's going to be a triple threat at WrestleMania maybe. for the Intercontinental title.
0: Yeah, but just like you said, um, you know, this is kind of all about the Johnny Knoxville Sami Zayn feud as well, because that's actually how Ricochet won this title. Johnny Knoxville distracted Zayn. Mm-hmm. Ricochet hurricane-running Zayn to get the actual pen. Um, yeah. The match was awesome. Uh, It almost didn't last very long at all. It was uh, the the very first move was like Ricochet, like does like a a two count off of a sunset flip. So that was cool. I had already kind of had the spoiled. I already kind of saw online that Ricochet had won the title or else I would have been genuinely shocked by this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So additionally, you get this. I find this part of, of SmackDown very interesting as well. The next kind of thing they went to is Pat McAfee and mm-hmm. they're showing Pat McAfee interviewing Vince McMahon. I think it's on like Pat's podcast. Potentially. Uh, he, no, he has
1: an XM radio
0: show. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So that's where Vince McMahon actually breaks it. He's going to, uh, induct undertaker, but then he also says that Pat McAfee is going to have an opportunity to wrestle at mania. Right. And your obvious thought is. You know Austin Theory, the guy he's been. Yeah, uh, he was on Raw talking about. Yeah, comes out later. He's on Raw talking shit. So Mr. I mean, obviously
1: protege, right? <laughs>
0: right, but <laughs> like, did you hear what Austin Theory said as he's leaving? He said, "Expect the unexpected."
1: Okay, so what are you thinking?
0: Well, okay,
1: so, Undertaker.
0: So I wasn't. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Even though I. I you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Undertaker comes back again because Vince wants him, but not this year. I don't think what, so I'm not going to take credit for this because I did see something online here. I wish I knew my source, but I didn't even make anything of him saying expect the unexpected, but then I saw some uh, a, a post that somebody is thinking that it may be Vince that actually fights against um, Oh, um Pat McAfee. McAfee.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. Well, they should let McAfee wrestle a real wrestler. He's done it, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's been in the ring. I mean, I think he can get it. I think Theory can get a good match out of him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. But either which way, it's interesting: Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, or Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon. So
1: you think he's going to do double duty at WrestleMania? At Pat? WrestleMania. He's gonna, Pat? Yeah. Call. He's going to call the matches for some matches. I think he's going to
0: wear his headset and call the match he's in as he's fighting. <laughs> great. Nah, who knows, man. But, uh, I mean, we'll see what happens there, but I'm kind of on the fence with it. I'm like Pat McAfee. Uh, he's taking a spot from a wrestler, but he's also pretty good. So yeah. uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, Zane ended up challenging, uh, 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 Johnny Knoxville at this point to a match at WrestleMania he says, come and see me at WrestleMania. Come and follow him there. Uh, so we get that challenge set out by Zayn after he's lost his title because Zayn's going nuts in the back, throwing shit around everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, Austin Theory comes out with a mic. You said it was on Raw, but I think it was on this show, SmackDown. It happened. Well,
1: he, he was talking to Vince McMahon on Raw about oh, was Pat he? McAfee. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay. On this episode, he actually came out face-to-face. Well, not face-to-face, yeah.
0: he was in the ring. Yeah. yeah yep he says that vince set pat, uh, pat mcafee up and that he's pat's uh, wrestlemania opponent he actually slaps pat uh but then like i said he says on his way back austin says to expect the unexpected which i thought was weird uh and my question to you is do you think there's another twist of the story it seems like a really weird thrown together thing to me
1: well now that you said that it might be man Maybe it's gonna be Austin Theory beat the shit out of McAfee, that McMahon come and take the pin. <laughs> wow! A handicap match. A handicap match. That's what it is. There you go. So
0: that way Vince can kind of not have to be in the whole time. Yeah, he's gonna yeah, be Vince, Vince, and Austin versus uh, versus uh, 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 McAfee. McAfee, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, man. We'll see what happens come Mania. Are you? Are you gonna? Are we gonna to try to watch this together? Yeah, what's that? in Two weeks? Or, two, no, we got a, a
1: month left, right?
0: I think so. Something like no, that. We'll have to look it. at it.
1: I think we're going to be in Charleston in April. So. It's
0: it's two nights as well, so we have to. Yeah, you know, right. we got to
1: figure that out. We'll figure
0: it out, we'll figure it out man. All right. So up next was naomo uh, Naomi. 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 New character. Naomi. Naomi with Sasha Banks fights Carmella with Zelina Vega. Um they are hyping their WrestleMania match for the tag titles, which I almost forgot. Carmella and Zelina were the tag champs, okay. but yep. So that it looks like that's going to be the WrestleMania match. Uh, Naomi actually wins in pretty quick fashion uh, by pinfall against Carmella. Um, and then we get like my favorite motherfuckers, happy Corbin and madcap Moss. am just kidding. I hate those motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, Corbin's bragging about, you know his previous wins at the andre memorial uh and against kurt angle and stuff like that madcaps telling bad jokes uh yeah. I, you know this this is my bathroom break my friend yeah. <laughs> but but anyway uh they go to jinder mahal versus drew mcintyre so the battle of three-man band happens here tonight um drew doesn't have a very tough time with Jinder though uh, at all it's a pretty fast match And Drew gets interviewed after the match, and he's asked if Corbin and Madcap get under his skin when they make fun of him. Uh Drew asked the crowd to raise their hands if they want to gouge their eyes out when they see Happy and Madcap. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was awesome seeing these two together though, as far as Drew and Gender, man. I uh Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm kind of glad that they did good in, in uh gender's case. They did good for a while and mm-hmm. are doing good in drew's case uh hopefully drew will be a champ again
1: a world champion again at some yeah. point i think he he deserves it i think he will be i mean one well i don't know what the landscape's going to be after the titles unified so yeah
0: so next up uh you think that rick boogs and nakamura are coming out right mm-hmm. but actually the usos come behind them as soon as like Boog starts playing them in uh the usos come out and start attacking nakamura and books from behind and i was just like kind of confused by it at first because as far as i knew they weren't feuding with nakamura and book so i was like why is the usos coming out attacking them but then all of a sudden we get the tribal chief's music mm-hmm. and we find out that the usos were straight up just uh cleaning off the sidewalk so that roman could come down so that was kind of cool uh, Roman, you, we get a, you know, once Roman gets out to the ring, we get a promo about their fight tomorrow at the garden, uh, mm-hmm. where he's fighting Brock Lesnar for the world title. Um, Romans talking about how everyone doesn't want Brock to make it to mania as champ, but that Roman does want Brock to make it to uh mania as champ so that he can hand deliver the WWE belt. Uh, Roman compares himself to like Babe Ruth here. He says he's going to call a shot again. He's going to smash Brock. He's going to pin Brock. He's going to stand over Brock. And with $5 million worth of fireworks going mm-hmm. off, he's going to hold both titles above his head. Um, they Roman, during this whole promo, though, he does tease like kind of like an underlying... Like rage, like he's no ne- more nervous than he's letting yeah. on. Because at this point, he kind of goes crazy. He kind of loses it for a minute. He starts yelling about Brock acknowledging him, but then he kind of gets his cool back together and he reiterates that Brock's going to acknowledge him at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, it's kind of the character is uh, he's he's becoming unhinged. I think that's what they're going for there. That Brock Brock Lesnar is under his skin now or in his head, and he played that really well. Yeah, and so right now,
0: who do you think is going to win that? I mean, your, your decision might change later as we get closer to Mania, but who do you think is coming out as the uh, undisputed champ?
1: Um, I know Lesnar seemed to like to take a vacation after Mania. <laughs> Saying that, I think it's going to be Roman that's going to unify the title. But again, I don't know what they I, – I would think that, For me, I do want Roman to win the title, and that would really cement his his goat status. but Mm -hmm. he's been, you know, just he's just getting he's just adding more and more to his resume right now as um as he as his title reign continues. So Mm -hmm. I think unifying the title by beating Brock Lesnar at Mania would definitely cement his status greatest of all time. Yeah,
0: I definitely. Agree with you there, man. I kind of hope that Roman walks out of it in that situation where he's got both belts. I think the only person you've got left to face after that is the rock. You know, is that the SummerSlam match then?
1: Does Rock have a movie to promote during Summerslam? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> Something we should probably look up though.
0: Anyway, mo- Moving forward, man. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, We get a tag title match for the SmackDown Tag Championships after that. Viking Raiders fight the Usos. 1D uh, uh, helps Usos retain. They're still doing the uh, Dudley Boys move uh, now. (laughs) So uh, I did notice during this match, though, that Michael Cole referred to them as the Viking experience again.
1: Oh. (laughs) I thought the Viking experience was the name of their move. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think the finishing move they renamed to Viking Experience.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I heard. Maybe he was referring to their move, but I thought Michael Cole called them the Viking Experience, and I was just like, "Really?" It, it is Cole, so that's possible too. Yeah, I mean, who'd I ever thought they'd have been called the Viking Experience anyway? Right. Um, Seamus fights Big E on the SmackDown as well. Um as far as like what's going on here uh Kofi uh, you know basically is with Biggie they are on their ATV Ridge Holland attacks Kofi with a chair Holland starts beating up the ATV with its chair the distraction lets Seamus get the best of Biggie though with Biggie down Seamus and Ridge take the ATV up the ramp as we get to a commercial break back from break they show Ridge and Sheamus in the back just taking sledgehammers and stuff to the ATV um I had a feeling this was going to happen because the, it looked like they had the ATV like with a really cheap wrap on it or something. Uh, like it was like, yeah. it didn't look very put together. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is a, this is like a rigged ATV so they can beat it up and they, up, enough, yeah. they beat it up. So uh, one thing that I hated about this though, is the fact that they basically never said anything about who won as far as I know. Yeah, they went back to the back with the ATV and beat it. And I guess I assume that means it was a count out victory for Big E. I would, but so. they didn't care enough to let us know that unless I missed it. Um, next up, you get a Johnny Knoxville promo, he accepts the WrestleMania challenge after he mentioned uh, he broke his wee wee flipping a motorcycle. So that was pretty <laughs> funny. They go to Corbin and Madcap playing darts in the back. And Corbin is pulling darts from the board, and all you see is like the sword of Drew McIntyre, just like stab the dartboard right next to Sami Zayn's head, and then the heels run off, and Drew looks satisfied as fuck to to run them off. So that's pretty cool. Did you end up seeing that or no?
1: No, I do like Drew with the sword though. Uh, it's I like I like to see music one day.
0: I was like, man, at first I didn't like it because it was like too close to like, what are you gonna do, like bring a gun to the ring? You know, it's like, all right. <laughs> You can't have oh a, yeah, you can't have an axe and a sword, like but it's been amusing. It's like it's almost ridiculous. It's like this one dude gets to carry around a weapon that could impale you.
1: He's a Highlander, you know? Exactly. Only be one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was a pretty anytime I see Corbin and Madcap run off is good because i mean they're no longer on my television. <laughs> they're awful, aren't they? They're terrible. Uh so then we finally get our main event. ronda Rousey's first SmackDown match, her first match uh back there, you know, on some, uh, ba- is it her first match back since she's been back?
1: No, she had a tag team match with, um, she was, at a, she had an elimination tag team match with Naomi. And um, that's right. It was elim- at elimination elimination chamber. It was her and uh, I forgot who her tag team part. Oh, Charlotte Flair versus Naomi and Ronda Rousey. Right on. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. But this is definitely Ronda's first time on SmackDown. Uh, before the match started, Charlotte joined us at ringside and Charlotte mentions having never tapped out. So based on that, I'm thinking that's exactly what she's going to do at WrestleMania, uh, but Rhonda's running step up. knee was really good looking in this match. She did like this, uh, where she like runs up and like steps up and then like knees, uh, Sonia, and it looked really crisp. It looked great. Uh, Rhonda wins this by submission with an arm bar. And then Rhonda actually calls Charlotte flair out to the ring. Uh, Charlotte steps into the ring and Rhonda instantly rolls her into an ankle lock. Charlotte taps like she's in a real life match. So <laughs> I definitely
1: Mania. think Charlotte's tapping at Mania. At Mania, yeah. You, if, if they're gonna foreshadow that with that promo, yeah.
0: Yep, agree, man. And okay, that ends our SmackDown. What happened on Rampage? Luckily, it's just an hour, so not much can happen.
1: <laughs> it was an action packed hour, dude. Yeah. Dude, they they started off right with a triple threat match for the PNC title with Um, Andrade, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara. Um, oh, really? I, I I I ask anybody just go watch this match. It, it, oh, it sounds it, like it would be amazing. It was, it was an amazing match. Um, it ended up with Um, uh, Guevara retained. Um, really? Full finishing sequence. Um, Guevara had Um, Andreda, on Andrade up for the GTH hit that. Allen pushed him out of the ring, went up top, landed the cop and dropped, went for the cover. Sammy came flying off the top rope, moved uh, Allen out of the way, and then 10 Andrade for the win. It was like a very fast sequence, very action packed. The whole match was action packed. Um, the only thing that I would probably nitpick was after Sammy hit the GTH, Garbage, the Throw him out the ring and then pin Andre Andrade right then and there instead Mm -hmm. of going up for his coffin drop. That's the only thing there. So,
0: gotcha. So, you think he kind of showboated with a coffin drop?
1: Or, I don't know. When they were drawing up the match, they probably didn't think that was going to look stupid. Okay. Just take the pin there, you know? Yeah, got it. Maybe they just wanted more action, but that's true. That's a good match overall. And then, um, I, I can't guess. wait to see that actually. Yeah, exactly. Go watch it. <laughs> and then um there was uh you know, Death Triangle had been having some issues with the House of Black. Mm-hmm. So Death Triangle came out, cut a promo, um it was uh Pac and um Penta Obscura now. He's changed his name from Penta L Zero before. Uh-huh. And he he's a lot darker now. He's Penta wearing, Obscura yeah and he's it. like yeah he's dressed all in black he's all in black before blackface payment go look at his costume now it's it's pretty badass i can't it's wait really to check
0: cool. that out too okay. and
1: even their uh even their manager alex aberrantes he was dressed like in the cloak and everything too They're i think they go on full-blown uh Dark you know, don't have black it's kind of like evil type yeah. shit. so they're kind of get, getting this whole of uh, medieval horror vibe in the group, and uh, Alex said that you know what, you took Phoenix out, but there's still three of us, so House of Black thought like he's he just counting himself as the third guy. Huh. So they came out, and then Alex is like, You were wrong, I am not the third guy. He stepped out the ring, and then uh, Eric Redbeard, formerly Eric Rowan from uh, WW, yep, yep, showed up, uh, clean house, and then uh, they're gonna have a match at Revolution between House of Black and the uh, the triangle with. Uh, Eric Redbeard. That's
0: crazy. So Death Triangle's got Rowan now, man. Death Triangle got Rowan now. Yeah. So and that he's going a... by Redbeard.
1: Yeah, Eric Redbeard. I guess they couldn't get the name Rowan. So of course not. Does oh, have no. a red beard. Yeah. 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 Guess he's a Viking. He can go for a Viking, but no, I, I think you know, like I, I'd watch that segment just for the costume alone. Oh yeah, <laughs> man, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So you got Keith Lee with, uh, versus a jobber JD Drake, um, okay. muscle another big guy. So the thing was like, they, they probably couldn't, mu- um, they were saying that it was just here. They got a big guy just so, uh, you know, Keith Lee can show his, um, power and strength. Um, it wasn't a quick match. It was about six minutes, but it was, uh, you know, it was a
0: regular squash, just a long
1: squash. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> a prolonged squash match. Um, yeah nothing to write home about there um
0: but i'm still happy to see keith lee doing his thing oh yeah yeah it's good to see him without being a bear cat yeah <laughs> yeah
1: they recap the whole mjf stuff with uh, uh cm punk which we already covered in dynamite i um, mm-hmm. don't need to get into that um and then uh they had uh, Serena Deeb versus uh, Layla Gray. Have you seen some of Serena Deeb matches at all?
0: I'm glad you mentioned Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb is awesome, but she's also known as the Professor. So yeah. there's a. I just wanted to throw that out there that uh, that eventually, eventually, there's probably going to have to be a match to determine who owns the 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 moniker of the Professor, uh, Serena Deeb versus mm-hmm. Kyle. The professor, uh, I think, is an inevitable match. Anyway, didn't want to get too far off the subject, but uh,
1: I like they're showing like like they're making deep like this great technician, and she really is a great. She, technician. She's always been, yeah, yeah. exactly. And they're actually highlighting it you now. She won this match in fifty-five seconds. So, oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that was um That was that, and then post match, um, they had a uh. uh Hiroshida showed up and, uh, you know, they'd been going at it a little bit. So mm-hmm. would have those they started fighting. And then, um, after that, um, Eddie Kingston had a promo. Um, nothing really was said that hasn't been said face to face before. So mm-hmm. I'll just let that be. They're just hyping in their match up there. And then, uh, uh, the main event was, um, Christian cage versus Ethan page for the last spot in the, uh, revolution ladder match okay and, um, it was um i liked the match but i think people might think it was a bit slow um, oh really yeah um christian won with the kill switch um after page that uh, went for the ego's ego's edge got reversed and then christian hit the uh kill switch and won that and then after the match though um Jurassic uh, Express came out to celebrate with Christian Cage, which brought out um, Red Dragon and um, the Young Buck. The Young Buck and Red Dragon pretend they were going to run to the ring, but they run and then each of them grabbed the title instead. So I think it was Matt who had the title and then uh, Kyle O'Reilly also had the title and they were like celebrating like they were going to win the belt. But then uh, mm-hmm. uh, Luchasaurus just grab the belt right back from them and <laughs> let's do a uh, stare down and then they just played uh, Christian Music Celebrate and that was the end of the show.
0: Gotcha. A little brisk show there. It does sound like they packed a lot of stuff. Out of that. They packed a lot on into
1: one hour but definitely the opening match was like the one you don't DMC. watch the show at all just watch that opening match.
0: Yeah I gotta tell you it sounds like the first two things that happened were the most awesome the triple threat and then the whole House of Black stuff sounds really compelling to me. I can't say that Ethan Page versus Christian Cage sounds very compelling to me on on paper at all because I'm not a huge Ethan Page fan. I'm not a huge Christian Cage
1: fan either. So, uh, well, like I said, I think they 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 did this match to like put Christian Cage into that um, yeah face of the Revolution ladder match as you know kind of like the ring general of that match, a veteran presence for some of these like younger rookies and sophomores.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. All right, cool, man. Well, thanks for wrapping up AEW Rampage uh, for us this week. Uh, And that ends, you know, everything up until this point. Today's Saturday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One day removed from that Rampage. No, today's Sunday. Sunday. Today's Sunday. Wow, we don't even know what day it is. Same night as the uh, pay-per-view. Yes, same night as the pay-per-view. So we will see what happens on the AEW landscape. Uh, after tonight i know that we'll probably be looking at results later i'll be trying to see the show i probably won't see it real time though uh that was a long intro to get to raw we knew it was going to be a long episode today but we are done talking about the current product what's been up with our pinheads out there we want to know what questions you might have for us about what's going on in wrestling and we want to know what's been on your mind in the world of wrestling too As always, we have our Facebook page. Feel free to reach out to us there. We'd love to hear from you. That is Pin the Champ Podcast on Facebook. Um, Our Google Voice number is 804 446 1139. Leave us a message and uh, very likely you will be on the air. We might very well play it on the show. That finally brings us to our time machine. We got to hop back into and go way back to 1993 when you and I were just wee little kids. Watching yep. professional wrestling. This was on May 10th, 1993. What I thought was a pretty good episode of, of Monday night raw. We'll get into how he felt about it later, but uh, this episode of Monday night raw starts off with Shawn Michaels and Mr. Perfect. Love it. Love uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we get the uh, pre show brawl. They're outside. They're fighting in the streets of New York. I found out that the uh, the car, the automobile, that got damaged was three thousand three hundred dollars worth of damage. And do you know who that belonged to? No, who <laughs> did Howard Finkel the Fink. That was the Fink. <laughs> did he car. know they were going to use this card in the segment? I have no idea, but it just says online that that was Howard Fink's car and that it procured three thousand three hundred dollars worth of damage. But, but it was cool though. The opening segment,
1: like I said, yeah. Sean, Go ahead. You know, like during Michaels was getting interviewed and then uh, Perfect jumped them. Mm-hmm. And then like when they were on the card, when they were fighting and uh, um, Perfect threw Michaels into the windshield, did you notice there wasn't a crack yet? No in real time there wasn't a crack but then like after the segment was done they go back and show us the, the finish of the car being done and then all of a sudden there's a crack there's a crack
0: <laughs> so they busted it afterwards
1: i'm thinking so yeah
0: <laughs> that's pretty funny i thought it was crazy i don't know if you noticed it but when they were brawling they were like on the ground mm-hmm. and i think it's uh doesn't like uh mr perfect bounce like a like a full-size garbage can on Shawn Michaels face it looked horrible oh my god (laughs) it looked terrible I thought he's dead but uh apparently not but it was a good way to open the show get some heat for that feud right off the bat uh after that it kicks over to I think we're still in the Manhattan Center and Bobby Heenan's livid. you know he's he's going off the chain Mm -hmm. here you know because Shawn is his boy Mr. Perfect's fucked up, you know, the whole thing. Uh, and then they talk about the lumberjack match. That's going to happen later tonight, right? Between, yep. uh, Shawn Michaels and hacksaw, Jim Duggan. So they're hyping up for that after the whole, uh, pre show brawl, we get a bam, bam, Bigelow match, which we're always happy about, you know what I mean? Anytime yep. we can see bam, bam, Russell, uh, Bam. man. And this, and this time, dude, he fought against another big guy in Typhoon, right? And this is a qualifying match for the 1993 King of the Ring tournament. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow looks super crisp here, man, as usual. He was doing uh, all of his maneuvers, looking like a 230-pound mm-hmm. guy when he's, like, closer to 400 pounds, probably. One thing I noticed about this dude is that Bam Bam actually gets a little blood. He gets some color during this match on top of his head.
1: Yeah, well they were pointing it out. They um McMahon said, No, no, that's a tattoo, but when the camera got close on it, it was a gash. It was a yeah. it was a pretty bad looking gash too. I, I don't know, know how, I, I I don't know what sequence cause what sequence of event led to that though. I couldn't see where he got dropped on his head or anything.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was like a like a like a scratch from somebody's fingernail or yeah, what it might've been, might been a
1: wound that was there and just got open during the match too. That's true as well. Match. But oh, yeah, I was shocked like I really, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed this match Um, for two big guys that pace was fast, right? You, yep. Did you notice that? Yeah. And then uh, he, I, he lifted up a typhoon for the uh, Samoan drop without any effort at all.
0: Yep, he picks him right up, hits him with a Samoan drop, but they refer to it as a Tatanka finish. Oh. <laughs> this is crazy, right? Like, I, yeah. I don't know if that's because kind of Bam Bam has feuded with Tatanka before, but uh, but they did. I remember them calling that out. Hmm. Um, did you know, while we're talking about Typhoon, that uh, when I was traveling to Florida, actually, I was listening to Bruce Pritchard's Something to Wrestle With. Do you mm-hmm. know that Typhoon originally was supposed to be the Iraqi sympathizer? No, no. Yeah, instead of Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, that was a whole thing. That's why they were positioning Tugboat as Hogan's mm-hmm. buddy, is oh. because they were going to have him turn on Hogan and eventually make him the Iraqi sympathizer. So <laughs> I didn't know that until I was listening to something to wrestle with the other day. So I thought uh, that was- yeah, was pretty cool. Um, after Bam Bam versus Typhoon, we get... A pretty quick smoking guns vignette. This time, yeah, smoking, no talking. They time. don't even talk. They just shoot their guns. Yep. So I guess if Drew can have his guns, or wait, if, uh, if Drew can, can have his sword, his sword. <laughs> yeah, the smoking guns can have their guns. Uh, yeah, nothing to that vignette except for them shooting some cacti. Uh, mm-hmm. But then after that, we get a job or match. We get Yokozuna versus mm-hmm. P.J. Walker. If you can guess who won. Uh, Yoko uh, lost. No, I'm just kidding. Yoko yeah. <laughs> defeated PJ Walker very handily. Yeah. I was kind of surprised to find out that Bobby Heenan used the word jobber during this match. Or jobs. I know,
1: right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, I don't think he was supposed to, but <laughs> he, Bobby Heenan does whatever he wants. Um, PJ Walker uh, ended up being just incredible. Just, you know, a little trivia there.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I always forget that, actually. Yeah, so...
1: So, yeah, he, PJ he Moore made something of his career.
0: <laughs> is so is just incredible. also the same person as uh, Aldo Montoya Man of War? Is that the same guy? I thought yep. so. Yeah, yep.
2: same
0: yep. guy, all same person. Yeah, but Bobby Heenan was actually referring to Yokozuna getting jobbed out to Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania yeah. Nine when he made that comment. Uh, I do, t- I can tell you one thing though, I definitely would not want to take a belly-to-belly suplex nor a leg drop from yokozuna because i wouldn't go anywhere matches. near him <laughs> yeah so uh, needless to say bonsai drop gets the victory here uh over this job aldo montoya <laughs> or pj walker <laughs> um, after that mean gene provides us a king of the ring report uh he mentions that yoko is going to be fighting hogan again uh, he runs down the king of the ring field including hacksaw jim duggan brett the Hitman Hart, lex luger bam bam bigelow and others he says that there's three spots left in the king of the ring uh after that we go back to the ring and we get mr perfect kurt henning fighting iron mike sharp
1: you know he had a wrestling school that actually uh, like charlie Hoff was one of the students at his school
0: uh in this match though iron mike's character work was really good i thought uh like he's a really good heel. Like I'm surprised they never did anything with him. Like they, they did stuff with other jobbers like PJ Walker, the yeah. Hard the Hardy Boys. Yeah, I mean, the you know you could name a lot of jobbers who went on to uh, Brooklyn Brawler. Even you know, um, yeah. I think Iron Mike could have done something, man. But, but
1: uh, he he must have done something in the indie scene or something, right? He, I'm sure
0: like the territory possible. or something is very possible. Uh, you one, probably
1: look him up. What?
0: we will we'll do a whole iron Mike show yeah <laughs> yeah cool um but one thing that i loved about this was how mr perfect puts his gum in the mouth of that raw girl did you remember that
1: yeah that's uh in the land of COVID. i wouldn't <laughs> in, the, in the land of COVID,
0: <laughs> <laughs> i found out that that raw girl actually has a sister this is also something from something to wrestle with uh but that particular raw girl has a sister or two and they were known as like these huge wrestling fans. I yeah. Mean, Cause like they were that.
1: in ringside when they, they were, they were rubbing on, rubbing on their they Bartlett was uh, a
0: that right. one
1: episode. Yeah. Yep. What, what are their names? The something. sister. Uh...
0: Lampane- it's not Lampanelli, but it's
1: let's find
0: out now. It's going to drive me crazy. I'm thinking yeah, Lampanelli we're, all, because...
1: we're awful show hosts, aren't we?
0: <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> you know i was talking about lisa lampanelli from the roast the other day and so that's why that's in my mind but uh, roselli sisters is that what it is roselli. roselli
1: sisters wwf dude that's pretty cool that they're just like uber fans and then all of a sudden they get to be on tv
0: yeah i don't know their whole story but definitely um bruce pritchard talks about it on his podcast so um, i can't find their names right now but we should definitely look that look into that a little bit more i don't know you know but yeah he ends up it's kind of gross but mr perfect yeah puts his gum right in her mouth <laughs> but after it was I, the 90s anything goes yeah man iron mike uh, does give Mr. Perfect a run for his money? Mm-hmm. Uh, during this match, Heenan's watching Marky Mark underwear commercials while Raw's going on. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, one comment that I love that Bobby Heenan said was, Hey, where's that movie where the girl goes to Dallas?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but
0: but this match ends when, uh, when, you know,
1: as a kid. When yeah, we heard that comment. We had never,
0: nothing, nothing to nothing. us. Right. It went oh. over our heads. <laughs> totally. We'd we never, you know, exactly. I literally thought about that too, man. <laughs> but the perfect plex gets the victory here, Mr. Perfect. Uh, even though Iron Mike is a huge guy, man, Mr. Perfect just made that perfect plex yep. look like smooth butter. Um, after this match, we get Mr. Hughes with Harvey Whippleman. Defeating the Cannonball Kid, the Cannonball Kid, another jobber, that became famous. Obviously, yeah, we've talked about him on the, he, uh, on the last couple podcasts because yeah, you this,
1: know, he, he, his his title still had L Kid,
0: right? Lightning like, Kid,
1: lightning. He never
0: changed his title nope. to match his name. Nope, nope. This is this is the same gear he wore in the Independence as Lightning Kid. Yeah. He went by the Cannonball Kid, and this is right in the middle of his run where he's showing up on Raw en route to his victory that we'll talk about here in the coming weeks. But this week is not so great for the Cannonball Kid yeah. because Mr. Hughes does get the victory.
1: Uh, Why are they for, letting a nightclub bouncer wrestle anyway? It makes no damn sense.
0: I mean... I don't want to hear it, dude. Your, your guy, uh, Cassidy, wears pretty much the same exact outfit as Mr. Hughes. He does not. Cassidy <laughs> wears jeans. So still wears, he still wears defenders. glasses. He, has he wears glasses.
1: on glasses and a tie. A freaking bouncer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so during he's this gonna
1: match, be, go ahead. I was going to say, oh, he's going to be one of the lumberjacks.
0: That's right. He does end up being one of the lumberjacks. He absolutely does. Uh, but during this match, Bobby Heenan is actually harassing a different raw girl. Uh, this one, uh, is actually, I think Heenan might have better taste than Mr. Perfect in raw girls. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to look at what Mr. Hughes has been doing, but I was reminded that unfortunately he's no longer with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, there is a Howard Hughes foundation in his name. So I did find out that there are some charitable organizations that are, have been opened in his name. Uh, I did mention here I you know Mr. Hughes did wrestle in his glasses long before Orange Cassidy did. Uh, so no, Cassidy takes those glasses off when he's wrestling. No, not all the time. Yeah, when he most of the time. Not even most of the time. <laughs> all right, we're gonna test this theory over the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Mr. Hughes wins this one with a big sidewalk slam type of slam. Uh, he tosses cannonball kid out of the ring, like trash. Uh, and then after that, we get an all American wrestling commercial, which I was kind of surprised by. I I did not even remember that the shows existed at the same time. I thought that by the time Monday night raw came around that all American wrestling had kind of gone away, but clearly it hadn't because we get a commercial here for it. Mm -hmm. Right after that commercial, we get our main event though. Uh, which is Shawn Michaels versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan in a lumberjack match. Uh, So the coolest parts of this match, of course, like you said, we get pretty much everybody except for Yokozuna wearing (laughs) a lumberjack uh, flannel. I don't think they make a flannel big enough for Yoko is why. No. Uh, Yeah. You know, Um, and he also only had to cover one side of the ring all by himself. I noticed that, which is hilarious. So the Lumberjacks come out first, right? You get all the Lumberjacks out to the mm-hmm. ring. Hacksaw Jim comes out. He starts attacking Yokozuna immediately before the match. So he's already riling up the Lumberjacks. <laughs> uh, after that, the champ comes out, Shawn Michaels. But he's actually on crutches, right? And he's wearing a WWF uh, T-shirt and jeans, which is kind of funny. And, and uh, red boot, red cowboy boots. That's right. Yep. Uh, you've got your um your lumberjacks are mr hughes bam bam bigelow lex luger bob Backlund, tugboat terry taylor tatanka they all have flannels on yoko like i said no yoko flannel because it doesn't exist (laughs) it'd have to be a blanket uh (laughs) so mr perfect actually attacks sean and all of a sudden sean can walk right yeah mr perfect's one of the uh one of, the, one of the lumberjacks at this point.
1: I love, I, I love chicken shit heel, Sean. Oh, I love it. Yeah. He he's
0: plays that role to perfection. He's bouncing all over the place during this match. Uh, he's awesome at selling hacksaw Jim Duggan's offense the whole time. He tries to actually leave at one point during the match, but all the face lumberjacks carry him right back to the ring. So there, like you said, chicken shit, heel, Sean trying to run <laughs> away the whole time. But, He finally gets gets the advantage when he takes his boot off, his red boot, and he hits Duggan, who bumps the ref. Uh, I thought the ref was going to be out here, but actually the ref recovered quickly by ref standards. Okay, this
1: is what I don't get about taking your boot off and hitting somebody with it. You're already wearing your boots. Just kick them with it. It's (laughs)
0: It's probably going to be better because you're kicking them with your leg, which is more right.
2: powerful.
0: <laughs> hey, man, I never even thought of that. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's very, That's yeah. a great point.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, WWE logic. I think we can do a whole episode based on that.
0: I'm going to say kayfabe. Shawn Michaels, shoe was already coming off and it just made more sense. <laughs> it was... He was, he was just trying to walk right his shoe was on crooked <laughs> but yeah man that shit was hilarious um uh yeah so sean like like you said he should have just kicked him but he takes the boot off and he hits him uh sean throws duggan at Yokozuna uh one at one point so that Yokozuna could kind of have his way with duggan Uh, but finally, Mr. Perfect comes into the ring to break up a pin attempt from Sean on Duggan, Mm -hmm. uh, where he was just standing with one foot on him. He was going to do the whole disrespectful pin, but Mr. Perfect's not going to let that happen. So at this time though, when Mr. Perfect comes in, the bell rings and a DQ happens, which to me was very confusing because I didn't think a lumberjack match could have a DQ.
1: I don't think so either. Unless they, back then you had to, like, the lumberjacks would do whatever they went outside, but they can't come they into can't the come ring. In, maybe? Which
0: I guess is obviously the way they played this. Hmm. But to me, that was weird. Like, because I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. Uh, if you're gonna let people beat up on you on the outside of the ring, why are you gonna disqualify him just because he came inside the ring? All uh, right. I mean, if he comes inside the ring, sure, make. Yeah, sure but
1: I, I guess they kind of showed arguing with the ref about that too so maybe he wasn't quite sure of the rules either himself in storyline storyline wise
0: i guess so man i mean i guess that's what they did to wrap it up and make it look whatever yeah. i think what wwf does or, or wwe does wwf back then is that whatever they need to be the rule is mm-hmm. the rule <laughs> yeah so that's it and that's the end of the match i mean so after that you know basically Sean. Defeats Jim Duggan here by DQ in a lumberjack match to retain his title. And that ends the show. So, uh, having said that you get your Sean Duggan match, you get your, uh, Mr. Hughes, uh, and cannonball kid, Mm -hmm. Mr. Perfect and iron Mike sharp and Yokozuna and PJ Walker, bam, bam. And typhoon was the only other non squash match here. Uh, thoughts, man. What do you think about this episode? We I liked, the, this,
1: you yeah. liked it. I, I like this episode a lot, actually. Um, I know we got a lot of squash match, but the two main matches we did have, I think, made up for a lot of the um, time. Yeah. So with that said, uh, the first match with uh, Bam Bam and uh, Typhoon, um, two big guys going at it and they still, like I said, we, when I talked earlier, it didn't feel slow. It didn't feel like just too much or just, you know, kind of Crawling towards each other, they, they mm. feel like Godzilla versus Kong, which is about um, so with. And then the um, lumberjack match, I enjoyed the, uh, the theatrics of it. You know, you, uh, Shawn Michael played his role perfectly. He was taking mm. all the beating. The hero was getting, you know, giving him what he deserved, and, and then through, you know, a cheap finish. Still, but I, I still let's face it, we're not going to put the IC title on Jim Duggan, so, yeah, exactly, (laughs) so it was, I think they ended it perfectly there, the way it was, so, with those two match, um, the only thing I really didn't enjoy was, everything was, there wasn't anything I didn't enjoy, so, there were things I could do without, but that I completely hate, there wasn't anything like that in this episode, so, Nice. With that said, I think for me, it's an 8 out of 10. Honestly. Nice. Okay. I love it. So we got
0: our Meltzer Skelter rating at a song, 8 out of 10. Out of 10. Damn straight. You know what, man? I'm going to echo your sentiment. I enjoyed the show. It's one of those situations where it's not like it was a packed show. It, did, it wasn't stacked, but it opened with a good match. It, it closed with a good match, just like you said. And it had a really cool, like, uh you know sean michaels versus mr perfect brawl to open the show and it kind of was a, a you know living entity of of this whole feud between sean perfect Duggan, that whole thing going on yeah. just kind of went throughout the whole match uh i agree bam bam versus typhoon was not a plotting match it looked good bam bam's crisp typhoon to a lesser degree you know can move for his size um yeah i could have done without the smoking guns vignette or another squash match by yokozuna uh but you know it's fine you know i Mm -hmm. thought that the the um the main event uh was fantastic sean versus duggan uh classic raw match and it was super fun watching them do their thing with the lumberjacks and just watching that whole like 90s style wrestling as far as my melt, my, as far as like my Melzer skelter, uh, you know, I here am going to go ahead and give this four out of five stars. You know, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: there was four nothing stars. over. There was nothing here that was offensive at all to us. Which, yeah. You no. know, I think that's why I ranked it a bit higher than you know I would. It, it, with all the squash matches, they still did went offensive to me. So yeah, right. It was. was... It was a good episode.
0: Yeah, it didn't overstay its welcome. None of the squash matches did, and you know we got to see Shawn Michaels at his best. So I think it was a great episode, man.
1: Do you have anything else to add here? No, I hope everybody enjoyed the AEW Revolution uh, pay per view. I hope they let us know how they feel about it. And hit us up on our Facebook. But that's all I got.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. Please, you know, share in the conversation. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know what you thought of the last week of wrestling uh yeah enjoy revolution tonight i know that we are we will see you next time thank you to our pinheads good night bye as always thank you so much for listening now we want to hear from you you can hit us up at pin the champ podcast at gmail.com we're also on twitter and instagram at pin the champ one two three and our google voice number is 804-446-1139 We can't wait to hear from you.